Welcome to More of That Presents Discographology, the podcast. We're sorry to interrupt your regularly scheduled Discographology programming, ladies and gentlemen, but tonight we bring you a special broadcast. When I look at my iTunes And many songs to see And when I look at my music shelf So many different playlists to be That it's strange So strange You've got to make your favorite picks You've got to find some spooky clips You've got some audio to fix Welcome back to Discographology, Season of the Mix, Part 2, where we conclude our Halloween mixes with my spooky mix and Logan's spooky mix. So what should we do? Should we dive right into these? Or, I mean, I know we got... Uh, You're up first, right? Your mix? Yeah, Do you want to talk about what it's called and the artwork, and then we'll yeah, get into the songs? I got a, I got yeah. a few... A few a little background before I get started to put it in context. Uh, my mix, this is my third one. Uh, it's called Blake's Halloween Mix Volume 3. I called it Home Taping is Killing Music, and it's based on uh, those... Has Was anyone familiar with these stickers that... I don't know what time period they put them on out. They were sticking them on things. But it has a cassette tape with, like, skull and crossbones. Yeah. It's to dis discourage um, piracy in the age of cassettes. Yes. You wouldn't tape a car. Music. <laughs> if I could, I would damn well tape a car, and you know. Uh, home taping's killing music, and it's illegal. Um, the, I think that they had some of those sleeves at uh at vintage vinyl when i was there anyway uh, i kind of like the play on word play on words you could think of it as um home taping is killing music or depending on your emphasis home taping is killing music <laughs> music, music to kill to nice. um and there's some there's a little bit of slashery uh horror movie ish theme throughout um the, the brief background, a funny thing happened regarding this. Shortly after we did our um, Halloween, our season of the mix last year, not long after that, my wife Jessica and I uh, watched a movie um, called Let's Scare Jessica to Death. <laughs> uh, has anyone here seen that, by the way? No. No. I'm shocked that, like, not even... Logan or Josh have seen it, but it's a it's an early '70s, really bizarre horror film. Kind of predates the slasher tropes. Um, we mostly thought it was funny that my wife's name was in it, and that's such a bizarre <laughs> title. Let's scare Jessica to death. Um, I don't. It's so weird and and kind of just f flows off you that I 
forgot most of the movie other than I think there's like a dead woman coming out of a lake and that attacks Jessica. And that's kind of that's part of the image that's on my uh, mix art. Mm. And then uh, over her, I superimposed the home taping is killing music sticker, (laughs) put some lyrics and random shit on it. Anyway, so themes of drowning. Um, So this year. My wife and I were talking about how we, we were both making uh, Halloween playlists, and we were like, what are you calling yours? What are you calling yours? And uh, we had both called our playlists, Let's Scare Jessica to Death, uh, <laughs> independently of each other. Oh. <laughs> Obviously, this is... <laughs> um, so there was a little little household spat over who gets to use that title. Um, she had kind of put her playlist together about specific things that give give her anxiety about the future. <laughs> um, so it's things that really do scare Jessica. So it, it was more fair to let her keep the name. So that was the, the proto name of mine, but uh, I changed it to this other thing. It still retains some of those themes. And uh, full disclosure, I stole... Some things off of her master playlist, which is like, I don't know, 500 songs long. But when I when I needed more material to fill mine out, uh, stuff that fit, I, I did go through hers. I have to give her credit. This is a little bit of a collabo, me and my wife. But uh, the editing and stuff, I, I focus a lot on transitions and editing. And, and, and that stuff's all my all me. Her, you know, hers, hers is a Spotify playlist. Um, but it's really good. Uh, you should check it out. Maybe I'll put a link up. So there's a lot of uh, no theme, just vibes feel t- <laughs> to mine. Um, and I, I thought, let, let's let start getting some songs together. And I, I had started collecting a few songs since since last year, last fall. And, uh, and I would let myself see what themes emerged when you put songs together. Themes will inevitably emerge. Yeah. Um, all, all that to say, it's a... Um, much less of a strict theme or topic than uh, the Josh and Matt style of doing things this year. So forgive me that it's a bit all over the place. Um, I'll go ahead and play my clip for the first one uh, by King Diamond, and it's simply called Halloween. This this song was the first one I I knew was going to go on the mix, and I knew that as early as fall 2020, when I was a guest on my friend Tom Wolf's uh, podcast Lupine Transmissions, where he had me on to talk about King Diamond and his first album. And when I saw that it had a song called Halloween that was about Halloween, and the man. Uh, shrieks, ah, it's Halloween at the beginning. I was like, that sounds like a great Halloween mix opener. <laughs> um, Say. So, uh, yeah, King Diamond, uh, a Danish metal legend, opens the song and he opens my mix by announcing that it is Halloween. It might have stuck out that for once I decided to not do some sort of intro clip, but rather just start the mix rocking right out of the gate and i was like what if i just did like an introductory clip a second instead and so it starts like pure energy um and free of context um but i think this one rocks even it's really not my wheelhouse um but 
I was forced to listen to it for a podcast and, <laughs> and it grew on me a bit. Um, it is about Halloween, of course, even if the lyrics may not sound like they mean much of anything. Uh, and apparently Halloween has not historically been cele- celebrated in Europe. So I don't know, maybe maybe King Diamond was was jealous of, of, of Americans when he wrote this. I don't know. Or, or maybe in maybe in Denmark they do celebrate it. Um, it's a bit of a, an acquired taste, by the way. That it's from his, his first album. It's called Fatal Portrait, nineteen eighty six. Because of his onstage antics, he's been used by culture warriors often as an example of evil Satanism and rock music, uh, especially back in the eighties. So, uh, so yeah, that's my first one. Needs to get with God and Moses. <laughs> uh, I. Uh. I yeah I was just gonna say it is a nice connection Matt to yours the uh, the the sort of uh, religious idea there uh, Blake I hadn't thought of that until you just said it but it does have yeah. a nice little tip of the hat um, I don't know if I ever told you guys the story about the time I got stuck in the record shop locally and the guy like was making me listen to a King Diamond album uh, <laughs> no. he, King Diamond because he album. was trying yeah well he had put it on and then he started trying to talk to me about like what it was well, about the story, the story of the uh, concept album and I was yeah. like okay and he's like and then this part listen to this part like every so I eventually was just oh, like I, I gotta go <laughs> like Does that dude I can't really, listen really to an tall? entire <laughs> album with you man I don't was remember that- who, it was like late at night one time right before they it was like yeah a late friday night so no i bet one i know really who you're talking about much. yeah he was always yeah. some metal anyway cool. i i don't i don't mind king diamond it's all right <laughs> okay. as long as i'm not forced to listen to it um matt what were you gonna say in spite of myself i i love king diamond he just is just so you know such a character in that voice you know and, and it's all here i love the doubles on the you're my pride. Yeah. Just the <laughs> harmony. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, complete and total commitment to the bit. And, and I, I'm, I'm here for it on this. Yeah, I am too. This is a, I think it's a great opening track. It's lots of fun. It's rocking. It just comes out of the gate swinging. Uh, and I mean this in the best way. His voice is ridiculous. Like it's just it's <laughs> yeah, it's it is it is so funny to listen to and like. But I mean, I'm all for it. Like I'm, it brings me into that world, and I'm like, yeah, let's go there. I want to hear what you're what this world's like. Uh, and uh, I think he delivers. It was pretty pretty rocking. Uh, so I said, nice opener. Uh, yeah, big thumbs up. All right, thanks, fellas. The Second track I called Introduction. It's a little clip from the movie Halloween 3. By the way, some of these clips are going to, they'll be brief, but some of them uh, uh, have transitional material in in them just to show you how I get from one place to the next, which is maybe my favorite part of making a mix. You really outdid yourself on the transitions this year. I I noticed several places where it's almost like you were spinning on the ones and twos. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. I I try to make them uh, musically correct is what I call it on on many of the transitions, at least. I, I came across, mostly by luck, some ones that... That work nicely even on a on a music theory level. Uh, anyway, this clip from Halloween Three, a movie I love. Uh, um, that's the Halloween without Michael Myers. 
It's a TV commercial for the Silver Shamrock mask making company. The music you hear is by John Carpenter. He made the music but didn't direct it. The voiceover you hear is the director of Halloween 3, Tommy Lee Wallace. He also played Michael Myers in some scenes of the original Halloween. Um, I couldn't tell you entirely why I put it here, but I just wanted to. And I really like how it, at the end it descends into total madness as those, those, those droning synth beeps, they distort out and the pitch goes all weird. And Tom Atkins starts screaming yes. for the TV station to turn off the evil broadcast. So that broadcast is going to stop it. destroy the world stop somehow. It. And he's stop screaming, stop, stop it. it. Stop it. He stop it stop like so many times. <laughs> and then it just, it cuts into the next one. I thought it was a fun clip. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Are there any comments at all? I, I was just going to say, I, I am not a fan of Halloween three. <laughs> well, um, you're wrong. What? I know. I know. But I will say, I, despite not being a fan of that movie, I am a fan of the, the jingle for Silver Shamrock. So <laughs> thumbs up on the, okay. the jingle. I'm going to kidnap you and do, and, but and instead of making you listen to King, King Diamond Maybe you listen to the Silver force. Shamrock theme a bunch. <laughs> no, just force you to watch Halloween three over and over. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I thought this was fun. I, I've not seen the movie, but um, but I, I've heard a podcast that that discusses the movie and and uh, kind of know, knowing what Tom what, what was the what was the gentleman's name? Tom Atkins. Tom Atkins. I, I kept wanting to say Tom Hardy, but I know it's not that. Uh, you know, just <laughs> that the, kind of the despair uh, in in the screaming. Uh, juxtaposed with you know kind of the the bubble gum uh, of mm-hmm. of the. Uh, the jingle is is a really really effective device. I I, I thought it was it was a great uh, great way to kind of set an ominous tone. Oh, definitely. Uh, I love Halloween three. It's it's definitely the odd one out. It it surpassed my expectations. I was like, well, this is gonna suck. <laughs> when it because I kind of knew about <laughs> yeah. it ahead of time. Like I was like, I know, right. you know. So I was I enjoyed it. I thought, whoa, this was wild. Uh, but I hear a reoccurring theme among like one of your other mixes. Um, so I think it's a nice connection. And this time you kind of expanded on it with the, the Tom Adkins dialogue. Uh, you know, the stop it, stop it, stop it. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, I thought you, you were connected um the, the mixes together. So I thought that was cool. So I, I just thought you were kind of expounding on that. Chess. Yeah. Not on purpose. Not on purpose. Well, that's what it, I, I think okay. you should go with that. <laughs> I'll, I will go with that. I, I, it was all intentional. And so that leads straight into the third track uh, called Demons by Sleigh Bells. I also picked this one really early on in my... Uh, playlist making uh because it's about demons i don't know and it keeps that rock energy up so it's kind of a rock heavy opening um this is off the sleigh bells second album from 2012 called reign of terror and if you don't know sleigh bells is a duo singer alexis kraus and former poison the well guitarist Derek miller oh uh, Really? <laughs> they're, a, they're a unique combo of metal guitar riffs, drum machines, and cheerleader chants. So, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I lo- lo- love me right. some sleigh bells. So, yeah. That's all I got to say. Love me some sleigh bells. Okay. Yeah. I, I was really intrigued by this. Um, the the kind of mashed up uh, c- 
cut up feeling um, w- with those cheerleader uh, style vocals. It just it's it's a really interesting uh, uh, arrangement. Uh, I, I thought and and you know I, I didn't catch a lot of the lyrics necessarily, but uh, but it, you know it was it was really a really interesting thing to listen to. I I, I thought I, it made made me say hmm. <laughs> Things that make you say oh. Uh oh, I yeah. I really enjoyed this one. I I can hear what you mean by the cheer style vocals. I thought Josh had said something about that last one of the last episodes we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, he did. Yeah, but I I noted I was like, oh, those are really cool guitar tones and motifs that were happening. Yeah, um, but I did tell myself I was like, I didn't know that it was poison. Uh, poison the well. What's his name? Derek. Derek Miller you used to be their guitarist. He, at some point, he quit. I think. Yeah, I used to be in, back in the day, back in the long, a long time ago. I used to be in a Poison of the Well, mm-hmm. and uh, saw them live. Okay, here. So that that's cool. That's cool. Uh, but I I was thinking I wish they broke away from that main riff a little bit more. But I I really like the energy. So yeah, thumbs up for me. Yeah, their music is some of the most compressed mastering or their early stuff some of the most compressed mastering it's just like beat to hell it's not even good but the music is, is pretty pretty interesting and, and uh I, I like it despite the the insane smashed mastering so very I, I square thought wave. that demons oh it's a full-on square wave for the whole song it uh i thought it it flowed very nicely into the song night call by kavinsky So I first heard this song on the iconic and amazing Drive soundtrack. Kavinsky is a French electro house artist who released this song in 2010. Uh, the Drive movie is 2011, I think. Uh, one half of Daft Punk produced this song, hmm. which I only learned about recently, but it totally yeah, explains I why I've that. always strangely loved it. Like, yeah, since, since I first heard it, I, I loved it. And I guess it's that subconscious Daft Punkiness. Um, the female vocals on it are from Love Fox, who is a Brazilian indie singer. Uh, the the male-female back and forth reminds me of the back and forth from Don't You Want Me Baby. Hmm. <laughs> just throwing that out there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I just love the mood. It, it, it's on here purely for, for mood and vibes. Uh, pure moods. Um, and yeah, a- anytime I've put this song on... It, it's it's instant mood for me. It opens up the drive soundtrack. It uh, and and it sets that tone with it like a retro sounding synth patches. The whole feel of it. Love the tone that it sets. That's mostly why it's on here. Yeah, I uh, you said the male female thing, Blake, and I actually think you could go further back than that. I don't know if anybody's ever heard the Nancy Sinatra Lee Hazelwood. Uh, duets they did in the late 60s with some Velvet yes. Morning and some of those. It's that kind of gruff male voice with the sweet, mm. uh, you know, female voice. But th- this one, I feel like, is where you settle into a vibe for this mix. Uh, 
And, you know, thinking of it from this Halloween perspective, I was like, is this like the, the monster calling? <laughs> like it almost has like a monster voice, you know, <laughs> the, the vocal effect does. And this was my jam, man. I, I loved this one. I, oh. I never heard it. I really enjoyed it. It reminded me of Ooh. M83 quite a bit, which we might talk about a little later. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, we might. But uh, I, I really enjoyed this one and, and really, you know, took to it. And I feel like this is, again, where you kind of settle into your tone for this mix, for sure. Josh, you said you had a, a jam on, on mine. This is it. Yeah, this is, this is okay. gotcha. the one from this one that I was completely okay. unfamiliar with that I was like, this is, this is my jam right now. I, so I love this one, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this rules. Um, I didn't didn't look anything up about this, and I, I was genuinely curious to find out if this was from 1988 or you know 85, or <laughs> if if it was if it was legit vintage or if it was just an effective you know kind of pastiche, yeah. and uh, and it definitely is uh, effective in invoking that that vibe. I have vibe down in my notes. It's definitely a vibe. Um, the the vibe for me is those sunglasses with the little slats across, you know, um, and, and like, you know, big oversized blazers, you know, it, it you know, has a very kind of Miami vice to, uh, type feel to it, but I, I dug it very much. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have much to say on this one because I love it. I, I definitely, uh, had this, uh, downloaded like on my iPod, you know, back when uh drive came oh, nice. out uh, i was just so into i so i may be wrong and that's totally fine but i feel like this really kicked off the retro synth craze among others i'm sure um but i also liked the uh you know i like the film of course uh so i think this is a solid track so yeah i was definitely happy to to hear that it was included i usually listen to all of your mixes blind uh, so I, yeah. my, my ears definitely perked up and I love that transition too. So yeah, good job. Cool. Yeah. I think that soundtrack did, did some mood setting for maybe the decade of music to come in the world of synth pop and stuff. I, I, I think that's true. Like being born in the eighties, um, like that's definitely right up my alley. So, uh, yeah. I won't even deny, deny it. Oh, <laughs> for sure. So that goes straight into, um, Check your liner notes, folks, because I did a misprint, and I said the song's called Haunted. It's Dan it's a Daniel Johnston song. It's called Haunt. And no matter where she goes, I'll be loving her so. So maybe a left turn on vibes. I don't know. This one's off his uh, a two th 2006 album called Lost and Found. So it's late period Daniel Johnston. He did play with a spooky type of band in the 2000s called The Nightmares. And um, this one has all the spooky vibes. So um, I, lo I love when he says, guess I up and died. Uh, he he's really into ghosts. Like, <laughs> like, you know, he has a song about Casper. Um I wanted haunting to be a theme and the mood just fit. I love those. Uh, I love the organ and the really, uh, the yeah. dirty ass guitar sounds. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit, it's like kind of falls under stalker songs. He will haunt her from beyond the grave. And that's a theme that kind of accidentally maybe comes up a, a, a little bit more a few times later. So, yeah, I, I didn't know this one. I knew Daniel Johnston, but I didn't know this song. And I thought this is a 
all the makings of a classic Halloween song. You know, I think you could throw this yeah. on any Halloween playlist and it would work. The the weepy slide guitar, you know, uh, I, I think really, um, uh, really kind of you know spices the the mood uh, to. Uh, to match that that great organ tone and and the um, the really dirgy guitars, um, I I had not heard you know I've heard some Daniel Johnson not really heard a, an arrangement this dense before, uh, so it was kind of a you know kind of a neat context to uh, to to hear his his vocals and and, and everything and you know it, it was uh, I really liked it very ramshackle you know in in kind of a Tom Waits Waits kind of way I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one took a few times for me, but I really ended up digging and you know that vibe and it's it's all vibe. Uh I really think that that organ helps out a lot. That really just gives me this kind of Halloween Oh yeah. Halloween time kind of feel and uh it almost gives me it's this like this is like New Orleans alleyway Halloween music. Like this is some grimy <laughs> and unsettling and and I mean that in the best way. Uh you know, kind of shit. Like, and so I, I definitely like it. Yeah. Uh, it has a vibe. I think unsettling is it describes a lot of a lot of this mix. Um, so that fades, kind of cross fades with uh, a piece by a piece, a song, a musical number by Disaster Piece. Uh, it's called Title. It's from the original score to the horror movie It Follows. I know Logan was talking recently on the show about how awesome the uh, score is for It Follows. Um, and he was also talking about Hyper Light Drifter, the, the video game. I think Disaster Piece maybe uh, kind of started in video game stuff. I'm not totally sure, but um, he's awesome. This score is awesome. It's an all synth kind of anachronistic sounding score for a 2014 horror movie that is awesome. Um I just I love the opening theme type sound for some some synthy horror moods, uh, and I I knew it had to be on the mix early on for mood setting purposes. Uh, I will sound like a broken record with the words mood and vibe, so I'm sorry, but get used to it. Um, just FYI, disaster piece is a guy named Richard Freeland. He's uh a, he's now a 34 year old American composer known for chip tune music. Uh, including that that uh, popular video game, Hyperlight Drifter. Yeah, it really picks up the mood from uh, your the Kavinsky song. I can see the the connective tissue there, and uh, you know, continues setting the the tone of the mix for sure. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. Um, I, uh, you said this was 2014. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know how soon after uh, the Stranger Things uh program oh, yeah. uh, came out but you know kind of like uh e- even prior to that uh the oh, I don't have his name in front of uh the the night call the Kavinsky you know it, it, mm-hmm. it's kind of you, you can see that synth progression uh there th- through the uh through the aughts and and it's all you know it's the all retro both, wave 
an homage. Yeah, it's a it's yeah. a retro wave, but but you know, kind of with with a, a modern sensibility, and and it's just another great you know great example of that it's just a great melody. Uh, you know, very you know very catchy and and um, but also kind of ominous. I thought. Yeah, I, another solid track here. I'm I'm a huge fan of Disaster Peace and the soundtrack. Uh, so I haven't heard much from him lately. So I I hope that he continues to do more. Um, it follows was, was actually on TV the other night, and I I got kind of sucked into that for a little while, oh. and I was just like, oh yeah, this is so good. The music's so good. I the, watched it again recently. God, it rocks. Yeah, uh, the soundtrack is overwhelming at times. Uh, so it's it accomplishes its goals for sure, uh, but it's it's kind of crazy to listen to all the way through as a, like a record. But there's some big highlights for sure. So th- thumbs up here. That one's one of my my prouder uh, vinyl vinyl pieces in in the old collection. Okay, so the next one, my limb by Haley Williams. If you've heard the podcast, you already know I love Haley. I don't have to go into it. Um, She is great. Um, This is from this year's Descansos album, the one recorded at home in quarantine. So um, this is, it's 2021, one of the newer songs on my mix here. Um, It's, lyrically, it's about comparing a lost love to a limb, and if they are severed, preferring to bleed out than to stop the blood flow. So you know I gotta have that on the the spooky mix. Uh, I just find it haunting, and I love the song, and it fit for me, so I put it on. I'm just imagining Tom Atkins saying stop it repeatedly while Haley Williams says my limb repeatedly. Like, <laughs> I should have done a mashup. Stop it, my limb. Stop it. Yeah. Then Fiona Apple comes in with ladies, 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 <laughs> my limb, my oh, limb, yeah. my Josh limb. Josh doesn't like it when people re- repeat titles. <laughs> No, it, yeah, it it works. Conti- continues continues with a, a solid mix so far. I don't know. I got nothing I, else to say on that one. <laughs> my note on this is uh, it's very Heim like, just in and I was thinking musically, uh, but but he, but I guess also in in um, you know a repeated vocal, which I think works here. Uh, you know, she she's a very good singer. Um, I I was really interested. I thought I thought the drum beat was really kind of neat and asymmetrical and not really like a, a you know a standard rock beat but uh, or, or pop beats but more of just kind of a you know like an eight bar phrase that that repeated itself I you know was was very very interested uh, in it and um, you know I thought I thought it was a good performance and and definitely keeps up that that very kind of unsettling and 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 creepy uh, vibe that you got going yeah it's this one's kind of an earworm it, it's reverby background vocals uh i love that it's nice instrumentation strong vocals i think of phantom limbs and then i start thinking of phantom pain and then i get ptsd (laughs) from metal gear solid 5 the phantom pain (laughs) so it gave me phantom feels so thumbs up for me (laughs) phantom feels is what i'm going for with this mix man yeah um Okay, a uh, a personal favorite next. Uh, I got five on it by Lunis. Oh, I, 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 
I could listen to it forever. I I like it so it's so enjoyable. I don't even care if it fits on Halloween mix. Um, Luna's is a rap duo from Oakland. This is from 1995, and it's their best-known song. It was repopularized and sort of horrorified by the Jordan Peele movie Us in 2019. So the song maybe was not thought of as spooky until kind of what that movie did to it and kind of remixed it Mm. into a horror score. Um, And it's one of those mid-90s hip-hop songs, maybe in the vein of Regulate, uh, that has a beat that is way, way better than it has any business being. A beat that is so good. Um, it's by producer Tone Capone, which is an awesome name. I have no idea who he is. I don't even think he has a wiki page. Um, but the music, just listening to the um, musically, it's so eerie and haunting that that's why I put it on here and its connection to the horror movie. Uh, the lyrics uh are just just seem to be about splitting the cost of a small bag of weed <laughs> um but super duper catchy yeah i i will cede most of my time to matt because i feel like he's got a lot to say about this, this is, <laughs> if i've ever heard a hip-hop song that is up matt's alley this is it uh i'll just oh, say yeah. uh smoking weed is creepy <laughs> Uh, Josh, you are correct. Um, th- this was very much my jam. Uh, I had not heard this song that I was aware of, but before this, so, uh, Oh snap. So I, I was, you know, this was a, a delightful, uh, a uh, little surprise in the, in the middle of this mix. Um, we're going to need to do a, um, you know, a, a, a palate cleanser show or, or a, uh, a pregame, uh, about, you know, so, some of our favorite, uh, odes to uh odes to the ganja you know from oh, from yes. various artists and and this this one definitely uh uh would would be uh high on the list yeah th- those those bell th- those bells uh and just that yes. very kind of th- that minor minor kind of triad that they outline it's just such such a a vibe and a feeling um you mentioned uh regulate i i uh if it wasn't Nate Dog, they were trying to do a Nate Dog. Yeah, they uh, they were doing Nate Dog. Right. <laughs> uh, so so yeah, I'm I'm gonna ha- you know this one is definitely uh, uh, gonna make an make an entrance into into my rotation, and I'm, I'm gonna have to check out uh, some more of of Luna's. So I love this one. Uh, I was unsure of how it connected to your mix, uh, but now that I know about the you know the horror movie connection, uh, which so yeah, I also have not heard this. Uh, but I I found myself singing it quite a bit. I love the Shinobi so reference. Uh, yeah. The ske- oh, yeah. skeezers and weirdos. I love all the musical decisions on this track. I couldn't, the bells, I could listen to this over and over, and in fact, I do. Uh, don't get <laughs> uh, hung by the night train and uh, hashish. Uh, that, <laughs> that makes me think of uh, Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie where... Uh, <laughs> Eric sings yeah. I want a hashish hashish uh-huh. <laughs> you know? uh, so yeah this this whole thing uh, cracked me up uh, I, I love this song yeah it's great well you wouldn't think Luna's would would go would go well into Tori Amos but I accidentally you would be wrong across this transition Chasing the nuns out in 
And the song is called Happy Phantom. Uh, Tori Amos is a brand new thing for me. I'm, I'm finding her difficult to get into um, when, when she's not doing bangers. This is from her 1992 debut album, Little Earthquake, which has a number of bangers, including the single Crucify. The song's about dying and having fun as a ghost, haunting nuns. She says, the time is getting closer, time to be a ghost. And I, I can't get enough of that hook. <laughs> it's, it's really catchy and fun. Uh, yeah, I just dug it. You know, I always feel like I should get more into Tori Amos. As someone who likes Fiona Apple, uh, likes Kate Bush for the most part, uh, likes Bat She's for Lashes. She's more difficult. Uh, I always felt like Bat for Lashes kind of had a Tori Amos influence for sure. Uh, I just, I don't know why it's never got, I've never gotten into it either, Blake. I, I did enjoy this one for sure, but... I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I find it also difficult to get into, but uh, I wish I could, you know, and uh, I'll continue mm-hmm. trying because I think there's definitely some value there. I've liked what Tori Amos I've heard. Uh, I love Cornflake Girl. Um, I actually knew yeah. uh, knew this this song. Um, I, I knew somebody in high school who was uh, really into it. Uh, so I, I've heard it, you know, several times before this. And I love this song. I, you know, uh I, I think it, it fits, you know, from a subject matter w- with the mix overall, but I'm just, I'm in love with the jaunty piano and, um, you know, uh, as someone who plays piano, but doesn't necessarily uh, sight read that well, um, which is also uh, uh, Tori Amos before she was a solo artist was in a band called Why Can't Tori Read? And and it was mm-hmm. because, you know, kind of a reference to the fact she was she's a music student and uh, but, but couldn't sight read very well. And, and that that's that, that's an approach or, or a, a situation that I kind of, you know, relate to. Mm. And, and and I think you kind of can hear that in inner inner playing, or at least I do. I, you know, I I'm not as good a piano player as. Tori Amos is certainly by you know by several orders of magnitude, but but it's it's a tight it's a it's a fun song to think about uh, think about playing very jaunty and, and I, I I really enjoy it. No, this is a this is definitely a song and it's a song that's on the mix and it's one that I have listened to. I've listened to it a few times. Uh, I like no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I I like the the percussion. <laughs> what is that drum? I you know boom boom boom. Uh, whatever that uh, is, I, timpani? I don't know. I, I sometimes hear it in like tool. It's like a yeah. Anyway, yeah, I've never really considered myself a Tori Amos fan, and I, I I still don't. But I can see how it fits thematically, albeit the seemingly cheerful vibe that it has. Uh, but I I kind of appreciate that juxtaposition, and I appreciate it somewhat. It's kind of deceptive in, in, in its nature. So uh, it's interesting to hear. Um, it, it it might be something that could grow on me. And I, I need to hear more of Tori Amos to, to really have a, a good perspective. But yeah, this one is all right. All right. I, I won't spend long on this next one. It's almost a, a quick transitional type thing to me on the mix. It's called Close to Me by Heavy Young Heathens. Close to me. This was used in the end credits of the 2018 Halloween movie. Um, Yes, I can reference two Halloween movies in the same mix. Um, It features Michael Myers breathing over the end of the song. Um, Heavy Young Heathens are are two brothers. How'd they get him into the studio? (laughs) Hey, hey, everybody has a price, John. Hooked up with uh, Papa from Um, Ghost. (laughs) 
Buddy, you give him enough cocaine, he'll he'll do backflips. Um, heavy Young Heathens are brothers who compose for TV and film. They worked with David Gordon Green on Eastbound and Down, so they worked with him again <laughs> on his movie Halloween 2018. The song is this brief affair, a country flavored that's built around a few lines. Lori Strode absentmindedly sings to herself while she's walking early in the movie Halloween. <laughs> My thinking is they couldn't get the rights to any real song, and it kind of just sounds like Jamie Lee Curtis was making it up. But anyway, they made it into a, a little thing. So the yeah, the the breathing of Michael Myers leads into the next thing. But do we have any thoughts on it? I got nothing on this one. So. <laughs> Not worth it. I'm surprised that Josh has nothing. It seems like the, something that would be up his alley. Yeah. Uh, sounds very sure. murder murder ballad e. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. uh, I I thought the am, the atmospherics were really good. I, I love a very roomy sounding you know kind of guitar slide whale which we get here. I loved it. I but the thing is, I couldn't tell if it was a real old song or if it was like a new, mm. you know, imitation. So I was really captivated by it because it sounded timeless to me. Um, I love the breathing segue too. Uh, I, I thought that was great. So yeah, thumbs up. Yeah, definitely made to sound old. A lot of vinyl noise added over the top of it. So that dreamy that breathing leads um, fades into the next track here. How not to drown by Churches and Robert Smith. Close to I wanted to include like part of the beginning transition and part of the chorus, and it's kind of a clunky fade in there. Anyway, uh, I believe this is the most recent song on my mix. The album's only like a month old. The single dropped a little earlier than that. But I figure somebody, I don't know, somebody has to keep you guys up on current pop trends, <laughs> I guess. Someone has to do it. Um, it's from Church's new album, Screen Violence, uh, which involves, of course, themes of horror and slasher movies throughout. Um, there's a song on that album called Final Girl, but I can almost see this song also being from the perspective of a final girl. She, she says, I wasn't scared when he caught me. Look what it taught me. Um, and this, I love this song. Uh, and even just that lyric, like will send a chill down my spine and it's somehow the song <laughs> is haunting while still being a complete banger. Um, Poor Bob just, just stalking it's, it's kinda, you out in the woods, just, you know, in a mask, <laughs> yeah, and just like and, ready and to kill you. Robert Smith on it, for the love of God. How how cool is that? It, it's kind of a center, center PC type song on here to me. Um, love Robert Smith's vocals on it. Love his harmonies on the chorus. And then his his vocals on the outro, too. I, I like that slow outro. So. I remember when this came out, I thought Blake's definitely going to put this on his Halloween <laughs> mix. Like that was my, my first thought. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, could, yeah. I couldn't get into this one when it came out. I listened to it a few times. I, the, listening to the mix this time, I got more into it. I, I do think that the, I don't know if churches are for me. Like I, I've listened, I like a few of their songs, but 
for some reason, her voice kind of grates on me after a while. Uh, you misogynist. I know. Yeah, that's the thing. She's got all these like, you know, misogynistic assholes that always come after her. So I right, feel like I, right, right. I sound like one of those saying that. But I, I just feel like her <laughs> voice does kind of bug me a little bit. Um, and I don't know why, but I, I do appreciate the Robert Smith added on here as well. That kind of gives it a, another flavor. Uh, sure. And it is catchy. It's definitely catchy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the beat on this is really strong um, and, and propulsive. Uh, I, I've not heard a lot of, of churches, but, I, you know, um, so I, I can't remark on my perception uh, of her voice. <laughs> but I think I think it it uh, it mixes well with Robert Smith's voice. And, and I think he's really well utilized here. I think the vibe, you know, um, as as they say, I, I think that he understood the assignment Uh <laughs> And and you know definitely brought a yeah uh, yeah uh, you know a a, a good a, a good feeling um uh, to to the track I, I I enjoyed it I I, I think it it uh, it sits well and I, I think this is probably the 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 most um the most distilled vibe from the whole mix I think the whole the whole mix vibe is is, is right here on this track so I'm not really sure how I feel about this one I have an opinion that. Whenever Robert Smith sings or like collaborates on a track, that it becomes his. Uh, also, I feel his collaborations are mostly duds. Uh, but I say that with you know love, and uh, this one kind of defied both of those expectations uh, to a degree. I'm I'm not crazy about the track, uh, but now that I've listened to it more and more, it's grown on me, and I and I find myself you know singing it back to myself. But they seem to have uh, hit a certain sweet spot that has surpassed most collaborations that I'm familiar with or have heard with Bob. Uh, the end is really my favorite part, though. Uh, spacey and gloomy and very cure-like, and it's in this moment that it it does become the cure to me. And uh, I'm just like, oh, it makes me long for a new album, and I'm worried about the <laughs> Simon Gallup split that just yeah. recently happened. But uh, uh-huh. it's a good track, but I, I, I need more cure. Uh. Yeah. Speaking of the the spacey outro to that song, um, the next thing I call Scenes in Your Mind. You've got scenes in your mind that you can never erase. So this uh, track is just a clip laid over the outro of How Not to Drown. Um, And kind of crossing over with Mass Theme, I use the horror of evangelical agitprop (laughs) on this, Um, which is something I did more extensively last year with the whole Carman thing. By the way, RIP, Carman died just February of this year, shortly after I did my thing. Come on. It was a um, Satanist that did it. He invited him into his house. And he... Where do you think he went, by the way? No, I can't. I can't get into that. Um, the the clip. Does anyone know what the clip's from? No, I don't. I don't think so. It's from like a a Christian straight to VHS type uh, series called McGee and Me. Hell yeah! A, uh, a boy a boy is haunted by a cartoon little man. He's not haunted by it. Um, <laughs> it's the, like his the, friend. He's a strange little homunculus, and he learns about right and wrong. <laughs> anyway, what is so fucking disturbing about this to me? Uh, it's horrifying. The parents are telling the child who has seen a horror movie that because he has seen this movie he wasn't supposed to watch he has now dirtied his mind and will never erase the dark images that have been put there (laughs) i 
and I literally a chill went down my spine just <laughs> describing it. Like <laughs> religious abuse, folks. Anyway, um, any, any thoughts? It's not really much of anything. Yeah, but yeah, if no, you have a thought, <laughs> McGee and me, uh, as someone who spent a lot of summers by themselves in a church because my mom worked there, uh, I watched a lot of McGee and me because there was nothing else to do <laughs> in oh, the no. rec, in the rec room. I, so uh, I remember that. I watched show. some of it too. Yeah. yeah, I think we had a tape. I was more of a uh, oh. Davy and Goliath kid. Oh, <laughs> old school. Okay. No, this this was a lot of fun. I I I enjoyed it for sure. <laughs> I I had fun making it at least. Um, and I'm sorry for the next one, which I call intermission. I'm just gonna play a short thing. Now, Reznor and Ross did that soundtrack uh, amazingly. No, um, that's huh. uh, trailer audio from... This is a holdover from the Let's Scare Jessica to Death idea. Uh, trailer audio from that 1971 movie. And if you think that, that this inter, interlude of collage of horror sounds is bonkers and it makes no sense uh, without the visuals, seeing the visuals is not going to help you make <laughs> much sense of it either. Um, I promise it's all over the place. Um, like I said, a dead woman's coming out of a lake to haunt our titular character. Um, and it's a collage of creepy noises. So I wanted it on there and really it's a weird one. Maybe just a time for you to go take a piss or grab a snack. So yes. Uh, yes. I, I mean, I was just thinking during the clip you were playing, it's like on this episode, McGee and me, McGee experiences schizophrenia. It just uh, it sounds like he was uh, <laughs> hearing a lot of things going on there. Their the voices, so, their voices, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm always gonna gonna be a sucker for uh, for creepy uh, audio clips. So I, I I'm I'm on board with yeah. with this one here. Oh yeah, same. Like it was very enjoyable, and I can see why you put it on there. So yeah, it was it was awesome. You all have to watch that movie yeah, now. By I, the way, I, I want to see it. I've heard of it. I think I've seen it in like uh, trailer uh, compilations. So uh, I need to watch that. So that fades directly into Dead Girl in the Pool by Girl in Red. So this completes the trilogy of tracks about drowning, and it sort of begins a sort of side B on the mix after the intermission there uh, girl in red is a norwegian singer songwriter who put this song out on an ep in 2019 when she was 20 years old uh, she now has a really good lp that i recommend checking out i i do love the casual lyrics about finding someone dead in a pool after a party and then imagining oneself as that floating corpse uh, it's almost like a meme culture saying it's me i'm that uh, I, I, we're almost to a point where you're like, imagine seeing a real dead body in real life. And your first reaction is I got to make a meme. Me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Same, you know, you see, <laughs> you see a mutilated same. corpse. You're like, honestly, corpse, same. <laughs> um, <laughs> and this, this kind of begins what I consider to be a long dance uninterrupted dance mix on on side b here so yeah any thoughts on i was just gonna say it's a very poppy song for being about finding a dead girl in a pool (laughs) this reminded me a lot of of like a tegan and sarah joint uh which is good Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. i i uh 
also enjoyed kind of the different perspectives and uh, um, the, I think the youth of in her voice really comes through. I'm, I'm not surprised to learn that, that she was pretty young um, when, when she made this, cause it, it's a very, very youthful uh, energy to, to her vocals and, and, and to the song itself, I think. Yeah. I get major Barbara vibes from stranger things. Uh, she, uh, <laughs> but I, I, Oh man, I, I think this was a fun track uh, directed to the point And I can appreciate that it's catchy and humorous. And if you slowed it way down the pitch in like pitch the vocals down, it could be a vaporwave experiment. Uh, so I, I think that'd be cool. <laughs> slowed down with reverb. I'm sure someone on YouTube has done it. Yeah. No, I liked it. Um, so the dance mix doesn't stop into Wrong Turn by Kim Petrus. Never should have came alone. Never gonna make it home. Nothing matters anymore. Go ahead and lock the door. You're my bloody Valentine. You can't hide behind the blinds. Hurry, quick, you're out of time. Uh, this is also from 2019, and it's from Kim's all-horror-inspired album, Turn Off the Light. And that album is going to be giving me Halloween mix tracks for at least a decade to come. So thank you, Kim Petrus. I, I did use one last year. Um, it's it's part of the dance segment because it keeps the beat going. And I just think it really slaps. And it continues the theme of, of horror movies being named after a horror movie and referencing a few in there as well. Yeah, I was as soon as this came up, I was like, I think Blake put a song by her on last year's mix, right? Yeah. Uh yeah. So uh, by the way, I, I like your optimism that we're gonna be making Halloween mixes oh, doing this for ten yeah, well, ten years, man. Wow. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna be doing it in a cave, like <laughs> by candlelight, talking to the wall. Yeah. yeah. With cassette tapes. Yeah. This the, the dance party is definitely in in full swing. Um, there's some really interesting progressions here. Um, you know, uh, as she's she's going through the um, took the wrong turn, took the wrong turn at the wrong time. You know, just kind of go, going to interesting places with um, uh, with with those lines. Um, th- this one didn't catch me as much as some of the other uh, other tracks on there, but but uh, definitely um, is is keeping up that that uh, that creepy dance party vibe that 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 you've been you know uh, really hitting the stride on on the mix. Yeah, I like this one all right. Uh, it's kind of retro wave synth. Uh, the vocals seem really, really processed, but uh, paired oh, with, they are. with the music style, I can kind of understand that and the vibe that it's going for. So it it's not a bad track at all, but uh, yeah, it, it was pretty good. Yeah, processed would be an understatement. So, all right, that goes directly into Happiness and Slavery Remix by <laughs> Nine Inch Nails. The Beat Don't Stop, it's from 1992's uh, Fixed Remix EP of Broken. Um, And it's an instrumental except for the word slavery screamed a few times and the screams of agony from masochist Bob Flanagan from the music video. Uh, It sounds almost like, almost nothing like the original song it's remixed from, but I thought the mood was creepy and awesome and I wanted to stick it on the mix for mood purposes as soon as I was revisiting this track recently for the first time in like 20 years. I was like, that mood says spooky time to me. I like that there's a breakdown in here that's just screams of pain. And I do apologize that it's long and repetitive. Um, 
I just wanted some dance music to unsettle you. I feel like, by the way, Nine Inch Nails does this thing really well where I'll hear noises in their songs and I'm just like, I don't want to know what the source of those noises are. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's something It's just disturbing. a man that likes to, to smash his own balls, that's all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. N- nails in my dick. Yeah, I was Remember about that? to say. That's it. him, that's the guy. Uh, so yeah, I, yeah I, you know, it sounds like a Nine Inch Nails song. I, I don't know. I was familiar with the title, but that was about it, and... It is kind of the same thing over and over again with some BDSM noises in the background, but, uh, you know, it's right it's, up it's Josh's alley. alley. It's right. My alley. He loves Listen it. guys, I'm Wax sorry. This, this was my fave. No. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I liked it. I liked it. All right. Yeah. This is a great, you know, uh, nine inch nails track. Uh, I, I don't really have a lot of notes other than, you know, nine inch nails are generally always going to be great so uh this one is is certainly not not a um uh not a deviation uh from from that deviation i thought there's a great smooth segue uh into this track so nicely done uh it had been a while since i'd heard this it's a fun remix the screams are a nice and unsettling touch so goals accomplished it makes me long for the days of when trent was practically managing hell uh but i'm glad that he (laughs) lived through it and uh i i wish it had some vocals from the song um to kind of break it up but uh yeah no it's it's a fun one yeah it's not like the song it's it's a weird remix so uh, wasting no time right into ghosts by lady tron Uh, this one's from 2008, Lady Tron's an English electronic band, um, and I'm not even hugely familiar with them, but I'll be honest, I stole this from my wife's playlist, and it fits the mix musically and theme-wise and vibe-wise, and I like that the way the transitions sounded in and out of it. I, I like the lyric, there's a ghost in me who wants to say I'm sorry, it doesn't mean I'm sorry, uh, and that really, that stuck with me, that's an earworm. For sure. I love the way she sings the, the line, too. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it definitely is sung in a, in a very idiosyncratic way that gets kind of stuck in your head there. Yeah, I, I, I picked that line out as well as, as, a, uh, as a keeper. Um, you know, I, I like the, it's almost uh, has the, the rock and roll part two, um, dun, 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 beat, and, and, and that's, you know, yeah. that's really propulsive. It's a, uh, it's a great, uh, great <laughs> oh, dance. Oh, no. I was gonna say canceled, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I we mean, didn't know. We didn't know. We, we did, yeah, we didn't know, and that, I mean that's just what it—that's <laughs> what what it sounded right. like. So it's just—it's the beat. Yeah. So uh, I, I thought it was a cool song. It has a catchy chorus melody that's easy to pick out. It has a shoegazy kind of flair to it that's really nice. Um, I don't know if anyone hmm. else picked up on that. Yeah, now that you uh, say that, I can hear that, yeah. Just kind of this dreamy, yeah. shoegazy, almost My I Bloody Valentine kind of feel to it, but a little bit more, I don't know, in a different direction. But thumbs up from me. Cool. We come to the toward the end of the dance mega mix and to Midnight City by M83, the aforementioned. All 
right, these crazy Frenchmen are back, and I love them. This is from their 2011 double album called Hurry Up, We're Dreaming. And I loved this song from the first time I heard it. Uh, it has such a mood associated with it from that time. Uh, I, I kind of see all M83 songs as fall. Yeah, I do songs. too. I do too. It's yeah. it's so strong of a feeling. Um, so the lyric, waiting in the car, waiting for a ride in the dark, says it all to me as as far as the vibe and the my senses that are tied to the song. And I've listened to the song Waiting in a Car in the Dark, and that's the ideal way to listen to it, I promise you. I, I can't hear M83 and not think of Black Box Review, which was a... Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Well, it just reminds me of that time period, going to that, whatever that oh. club. They never they played were, any were, M83 that I'm aware of, but yeah, I get but, what I you're mean, saying. I get what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, it was totally. that time yeah. period Yeah. Uh, that yeah. when they were out there on Campbell, that that club on Campbell. Mixology. Uh, oh, mixology. Yeah, 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 I just, yeah. for some reason, that I immediately associate M83 with going there uh, and that and that that group of people hashtag um, but johan yeah i uh <laughs> no, i'm bleeping that out <laughs> i i do i mean this is the one i was the most familiar with i've i've loved this song for a long time as well and uh i don't know i never got into the m83 album beyond like this or, or a couple other songs kim and jesse and and some of those but uh oh, yeah mi- i don't know i like out? it yeah maybe i should yeah, delve further yeah, yeah. into the m83 yeah. do, uh, do do check catalog. it out i i think that uh jack antonov probably owes these guys some royalties <laughs> um you know because because i i got a um, specifically a bleachers vibe uh, out of this yeah. but i i like it very much uh i love how the synth uh that synth theme is kind of off pitch but also very melodic and catchy uh and and the the drum machine you know really up front in the mix and and, and really hits hard I, I i liked it a lot yeah i'm it's a classic track. I love this song. I think M83 is definitely a fall sounding kind of a, you hit the nail on the head with that. Uh, my all time favorite track by them is colors from Saturday's youth. Uh, but this is up there yeah. as well. Uh, it always makes me want to like commit to trying to make music like this, but maybe that will just happen organically and creep in when I don't know it. But, uh, I just like that he knows how to throw nostalgic dance parties that make you want to cry. Uh, I'm down <laughs> for it, I suppose. Yeah, that's that's exactly the correct way to describe it. Um, so we cool things down, or make things weirder, I guess, with a Left Handshake by Skinny Puppy. You are light. You are sun. <laughs> the, the screams of the damned um so the dance mega mix is brutally murdered by skinny puppy a canadian industrial band i've always found it difficult to get into i i find i find this song difficult and ugly um <laughs> i included it because yeah it's 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 like a ready-made spooky sound collage, and it like does the work for me if I want to have a collage of spooky sounds. Um, it's creepy noises and insane and scary vocalizations, and ethereal spoken word by Timothy Leary. Uh, this song, also known as Track Ten, was meant to be on Skinny Puppy's 1992 album Last Rites, but had to be cut because they couldn't get the rights to the Timothy Leary recording. You hear uh, from 1967's Turn On, Tune In, Drop Out. Uh, 
Uh, for that reason, it wasn't released until the year 2000. It's just really unsettling. I thought it would be a nice penultimate track. Yeah, I was going to ask if you put those clips in there. I couldn't find this one on Spotify, no. so I couldn't like yeah. hear a different version or like you know if it was the original version. Um, I have I have not much else to say. I yeah, I, I, it's <laughs> it's not really a song. <laughs> like this it's is, nah, it's noise. This is how it comes. Yeah. Matt, hey Matt, usually you have music theory. Was there any theory you can apply to this? <laughs> There's a beat later. Uh, n- yeah. Nothing that, that stuck with me. Uh, you know, I've, this is a very un- unsettling, uh, you know, sound collage, but I, I think it's, mm-hmm. you know, effective in, in that. Um, I'd not heard a lot, a lot of Skinny Puppy. I'm I'm kind of intrigued, you know, I'm just kind of flipping through some of their, some of their Wikipedia here now. And I'm, I'm intrigued to, uh, uh, to check them out. Cause I, I, I'm into, you know, kind of that transgressive, you know, just really weird and out there, uh, out there stuff. And it looks like they're, they're definitely that <laughs> did, did they have a hit in the mid aughts? Did they? No. Oh, okay. Was there another no, puppy no. band? <laughs> They did not have a hit. Stop You're it. thinking of the Stop Baja it. Men. Stop it. Stop it. Baja <laughs> Men who let the dogs out. <laughs> yes. That's yes. I'm thinking of the really Baja Men it. who let the dogs out. I, I'm okay. Surely Logan has thoughts on. <laughs> oh, with the utmost love and respect to those who do, I just do not get Skinny Puppy, which is surprising to me. Like, I had a buddy that burned me their entire discography off at one point, and oh I gave God. it a go. It was unsettling and not in the usual enjoyable kind of way that i'd expect uh it's like sewer people manufacturing turds of mass destruction (laughs) like that description even sounds like something i would be interested in hearing (laughs) but skinny puppy is from an unfriendly and inaccessible realm that i'm just unwelcome in and uh i'm not cyber grime enough for it so uh (laughs) But yeah, they're a weird band that I'm surprised that I'm not into. But uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, definitely unsettling and definitely sits in 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 the. It, it's memorable in your mix and definitely murders the dance floor. So well done. Yeah, uh, I feel mostly the same way about them. Uh, surprisingly, so the last track is called "Night" and it's by Zola Jesus. It's good. So Zola Jesus is a solo singer-songwriter from Arizona, and this comes from her sophomore album in 2010. To me, this is like the bar is closing and the lights are beginning to come on and the haze is fading away song for me on the mix. And uh, it helps that it repeatedly references the end of the night. Um, Thought it'd be a good ender. Her stuff can be creepy. Like look at her art and just check out her stuff. You know, there's a certain mood there. Um, the little, the little bit that I've heard of it. Um, and it's just, it's a mood and it's a vibe. The end. Well, you know, you're, it's not the end because you're, you're missing out that there's a little thing you tacked on after that, that is it from Bob's burgers. Yeah. That was my guess. I'll just, I'll fucking play it. Here, here, here. Play It's 
called Candy Randy. I, yeah. I have no good reason for why okay. it's on there. It just when it comes on, it took me by surprise. Good at the one. End of the good one. Jesus one. We uh, love Bob's fits, Burgers over here. Yeah, fits with the sweet theme, by the way, uh, from last. Yeah, I should have used ago. it last episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. The Zilla Jesus one, though, great, great closer. Definitely continues that that vibe from the Kavinsky uh, on onwards to M eighty three. So. Uh, works. It gives. It brings it to a close. I. I actually put down Blake that I thought your mix was the. Uh, it sounds like the color dark, dark purple, and I don't know why, hmm. <laughs> but that was my thought. You're very good at building an atmosphere uh, in your mixes, and and I feel like you know just that's what I felt like. Dark. Josh purple. has. Josh has synesthesia. I Apparently. Yeah, I, I enjoyed this quite a bit. Um, you are correct. Uh, it, you know, it definitely has that end of the night, as as she says, uh, uh, bar bar closing feel. Um, yeah, dark purple. I I think is is a good uh, a good kind of color touchstone. You know, thought for for the for the mix as a whole. Um, I kind of liked this was a sparse arrangement, but everything was still very very rich. So it, it, it still kind of filled your ear with slow, long tones, uh, whereas we'd, we'd had like lots of, you know, kind of more fast tones in, in other parts. And I, I, I really think it, it brought it to a close uh, very well. Yeah, I agree. I definitely dig it. It's definitely a vibe, as we've uh, been uh, saying on the show. Uh, it's a mood, and I'm here for it. Nice closing track. I could see this being performed at Twin Peaks's uh, Roadhouse. It's dreamy, and foggy sounding, uh, strong vocals. I, I love, I love her vocals. Uh, so I, I need to listen to some more Zola Jesus. Um, but yeah, I was into it. So uh, and I and I love the uh, the Bob's Burgers. It, it, yeah, <laughs> I, I love that. So uh, okay. well done. I really enjoyed your enjoyed your mix. Thank you. I'm glad. Someone uh, picked out the Bob's Burger thing, Candy Randy. Yeah, should so we, do we uh, do bangers? Bangers, else yeah, do bangers. Yeah, what are the bangers? Hit the hit the theme. Hit oh, the shit. theme. There we go. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Kavinsky. That's mine. Okay. I I think my banger is uh, M83 Midnight City. I definitely went with uh, Lunas. I got five on it. <laughs> it's so good. Nice. I'm going to listen right after yeah. we quit. <laughs> yeah. Put it on repeat. Blake, dude. did you have a banger? I don't I don't know. It might be churches or some shit. <laughs> churches They're all bangers to me. How, how am don't I going to put that on the playlist? To that. What you... Oh, in your spreadsheet, put churches and Bob. Whatever. All right, so I guess it's uh, my mix-up next. Uh, oh, boy. Um, so, as per usual, I went with Songs from the Lab, Volume 4, Bangers and Bops. So, the concept is a nosy castle visitor, you, that comes knocking for a <laughs> glimpse of Dr. Logarithm and his corridors of horror. Um, so, you know, his servant answers the gates. We'll call him Barnabas for now. Uh to begrudgingly set you on your way for a tour of a lifetime. For a fee, of course. I made a YouTube playlist version of my mix that includes videos or live performances. 
Um, should we talk about the artwork? I feel bad because I'm notorious for searching for like weird and bizarre artwork and just like copying, you know, like saving it and then not knowing who the artist is or where it came from or what context it's in. So um, the cover is what looks to be someone bedridden next to two, I don't know, people there to exercise some kind of right over the bedridden a host with uh, what looks to be uh-huh. like cardboard <laughs> funnels over their head. Triangles. Triangles. It, it gives you yeah, some like know. Silent Hill kind of vibes, uh, pyramid head yeah. kind of yeah. vibes. Um, but then on the back, uh, it looks like cops that have just like busted into an apartment building with uh, a very large aggressor that looks uh, more than human and a bunch of baby subhuman looking creatures at its feet. So uh, I I thought that was nice and fun. So how'd you guys like that? <laughs> yeah, that that image freaked me out, man. I I was like looking at it, and the fact that you did it, you like <laughs> photocopied it. I think adds to it actually because it kind of oh like, yeah. <laughs> like I'm looking at this yeah, photocopied image so with like little tiny people, and I'm like, I don't I don't like this, man. Yeah, it took uh, down the creepy. quality several notches. So. Yeah. Uh, But so, uh, my mix starts off with the uh, interaction uh, between uh, you know the 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 unexpected visitor. Uh, So I didn't really include a uh, you know like a a clip of that. So I kind of just that that was for you guys. But uh, basically, the background. Well, good. Uh, It was uh, the song "Darkness" by a group called Warning. Uh, bizarre okay. group that uh, a friend of mine, Derek, turned me on to. I don't know much about him, though, and I, I kind of like it that way. But then uh, we go right into the real first track of the album, which is by Roxy Music in Every Dream Home, A Heartache from their 1973 album, For Your Pleasure. Inflatable dog Lover ungrateful I blew up your body But you blew my mind I don't know much about Roxy Music other than knowing who Brian Ferry is and that Brian Eno was in the group early on. Um, I picked the album, uh, what is it, Josh? Is it Country Living or... I was that's the one with the two girls on the front yeah uh, i picked up that album and legitimately did not get it like i just couldn't even understand what they were trying to do uh but the song was featured in david fincher's mind hunter series in season two and however Uh. i'd I'd forgotten about that uh even though i watched it um but i was really turned on to how creepy and how much of a slow burn it is a slow sink into madness uh the blew my mind part is top notch like it just felt like it would be a great album opener and a delayed horror slow burn uh the video i included of them performing on the bbc program the old gray whistle test in 1973 is pretty great uh brian ferry's cold gaze and their outfits really seal the deal eno's feathers uh the bass player looks like he's about to face plant at any time uh, <laughs> but uh <laughs> it's a great track in my opinion uh what did you guys think yeah i I, this song made me kind of hate you, Logan, because uh, this was one of those moments where I was like, God damn it, I wish I would have gotten to this first. 
<laughs> like it's such a perfect opener for a Halloween mix. It's got that creepy vibe and the slow build up, and then it's just a good song. And I'm like, oh man, it's perfect. Uh, and that performance, especially uh, as you mentioned, Brian Ferry, I think blinks maybe once mm-hmm, the entire mm-hmm. performance <laughs> of the song, and it's yeah, kind of terrifying <laughs> to watch. Uh, by the way, my daughter loves this song, and I realize it's very what? weird for a. Uh, a kid to that sing is, a song about a blow weird. up doll, but she keeps walking around the house going, I blew up your body. <laughs> like, saying oh, it like no, that. I, and then I she's like, no but you blew my mind. And she keeps saying that part. And while I was watching the video earlier, she came and she's like, ooh. She like wanted to watch the video with me of, of them performing. So, well, uh, oh, God. Yeah. But it's, it's a great, great, great song. Yeah, I, I was really, uh, really pleased to, uh, to hear this. Um, it's so creepy. Uh, and, very, very kind of prog. I, I, I got you know kind of some King Crimson vibes. Uh, yeah, uh, out of it, especially um, uh, when when she blew your mind. Um, yeah, that 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 uh, performance is is great. Uh, it's just so it's so sinister, and um, I thought you know uh, you know had had some Lynchian vibes uh, to it also. I said pure dark moods. Um, the <laughs> creepy, dark eerie mood it is. is yeah, it's it's perfect for for a Halloween mix. The the mood. Um, I like the talk of the horror of suburban life. Are are we now entering the house? Are you kind of guiding us through it here? Um, mm, nice. It, the part you played there is is the best part. It kind of sucks. It takes three minutes to get to that kick ass <laughs> drum beat. Um, and I I have thoughts that I'll I'll bring up on on the on the next track of of, of ways to come out out the gate with a bang but i mean the the mood is perfect the, and the, the eno crossover with josh maybe is cool i don't know if eno's on this one or not but yeah I, he's in the I, video cool. performance yeah he's in the video oh, at okay. least for sure with the feathers god damn uh so yeah <laughs> but you guys better watch out you know uh because there's a killer on the loose <laughs> and thin lizzie's about to bring it to you Nineteen eighty, Killer on the Loose from their album Chinatown, Thin Lizzy. This song is based around, I think, the Yorkshire Killer, uh, and you know Jack the Ripper. Um, I found this song randomly, and it just melted my face off. Uh, is there a better Thin Lizzy song than than this? Because someone needs to let me know. Like, I need to know if there's a better Thin Lizzy song than this, because I, I don't believe it. This song rocks. I haven't listened to much of them, and I'm a fan of Dancing in the Moonlight, but this song kicks ass. It's got this metal but punk kind of feel to it, and the solos just rip. And uh, Phil uh, Singer, he just has so much attitude and swagger, and the bass is so good. And I love the low-budget video and them just performing the frame freezes of the guitar players just really gets me. I, I have a feeling that the only lady killer being discussed in this song is really Phil. Uh, such style. Uh, <laughs> highly recommend this track. Seriously, someone pick out a more rockin' track than this from Thin Lizzy and show it to me because I don't believe there could be. 
I feel like you have a motif on this mix, a little bit of like 70s classic rock. Like, not that Roxy Music is classic rock, but 70s and then, then Lizzie here is 70s it's as related. well. I, I feel like it comes back a few times and, and I'm digging it. Uh, I was uh, I didn't know this Thin Lizzy song. Um, and yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I, I've never really gotten much into them. I know um, there are people that are really into them. Uh, watching that video, by the way, kind of threw me for a loop because it looks like such a kind of 1980s music video almost. And I, I think in my is. mind, Thin Lizzy are firmly planted in the 70s. And so yeah, seeing them on a, in a music video, I was like, this is weird, out of place. That VHS quality. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Thin Lizzy is everything that ACDC wishes that they could be. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Shots fired. The, no, fuck ACDC. Th- this song is... Whoa, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> this song is, you know, it's it's everything that you want in a Thin Lizzy song. It's so driving. It's so fun. They just, you know, even though it's, you know, it, it's kind of a scary subject, it's just fun. And, and, and I think that, I think that's, that's the, the best thing that to, to take away from, from Thin Lizzy in general. And, and it just, it just rocks. I, um, and, and yeah, I mean, it, it fits, uh, fits this, this killer, uh, this killer theme. Um, I, I feel like this is the, uh, the superior version of, of jailbreak, you know, not just any, anybody yeah. out of the jail. It's a killer on the loose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say it's 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 jailbreak, but faster and and meaner. Um, I I had not heard it, but it it is exactly what you want from Thin Lizzy. It kicks ass. It could have been the opener to the mix, maybe. Um, I I love the way that almost the was song fades away. Okay, well, maybe I would have swapped them. I don't. Hard to say, but when the previous song fades away, you hear that bass slide. Boom! Perfect, perfect transition. So love the energy, and uh, that the lowered when he. <laughs> He's doing the lowered voice, I think, talking about being Jack the Ripper, maybe. I like that it kind of sounds like um, Dr. Logarithm's assistant might be back talking to us. <laughs> awesome. No, I, yeah, I, I love this track, and uh, uh, I, I couldn't get enough of it. But uh, I wanted to continue the trend with, uh, so you're going into the castle, and, you you know, these corridors, and you encountered this killer, and, and now you've got to deal with Jack the Ripper. He's got a big black cloak hanging down his back. Man, uh, Jack the Ripper, 1964, live at the Lotus Club. I found this video first, and it's oh, live, a- amazing. It's live, early shock rock? Question mark. Uh, this strange, top-hatted weirdo emerges from the crowd to terrify and spread awkwardness to all. A true hero, <laughs> true hero. The song focuses on the titular killer, obviously, and the kids in the audience are really funny to watch, like legitimately terrified. At one point, you see these two kids in thick-rimmed glasses looking like 60-year-old men or Ben and Jerry Horn from <laughs> Twin Peaks in kid form. Uh, one has the biggest grin, and the other holds steady not to be made a coward by screaming Lord Such, and screams he does. Like, this guy hilariously nefariously and over the top screams 
Oh, I love it. Uh, most seem confused, unimpressed, or completely terrified. Uh, the backing band is pretty decent, uh, although I thought it was funny how over the course of the song, the Ripper, Jack the Ripper, became <laughs> G Ripper, Jack G Ripper. Yeah. <laughs> like weird. Like, <laughs> What's wh- that? Uh, I don't know, but it was cool that you could see a Kinks show poster in the background, but I highly <laughs> recommend the video. It's so entertaining. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, I, f- I find it interesting you chose this specific recording because when I pulled it up, I-, I-, I made a playlist on Spotify, which I should plug right now. All of these, by the time you hear this, will be available in a playlist that combines with our playlist from last year. But uh, the version on there is not this version. right? So you, nope. you, you put this specific version, this live performance, which, yeah, that live video is a trip, man. It's the Babadook just walking around screaming in people's faces. <laughs> 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 Duke oh screaming in like 60s teenagers' faces. Uh, it's it's it. something else. Uh, and yeah, the, I, I was like the whole Jack G Ripper. I'm like, are they foreign? Like, where did that come from? Uh, it's very... <laughs> just like playing weird, around, uh, you know? I'm sure it's just like getting bored and like changing like how you pronounce yeah. things or something. I don't it know. It did make me think though, uh, in, in the pregame uh, from last week, I talked about how there's this like, when you think about horrifying things long enough becomes sad. I feel like Jack the Ripper is the perfect example of that like when you really get down to it, it's pretty depressing uh, murders and cases and such. But by the time we get to the 1960s, you know, uh, 75 years later First or whatever. First tragedy. Then yeah, it, it's watched. like a guy walking around yelling in people's faces about it and they're like yeah. laughing, having a good time. Dude, his, <laughs> like, his screams are just so great. <laughs> they are yeah. deranged vocals. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I All, all of this is is great. Um, I love how uh, they they throw in... Uh, the dragnet theme, uh, as well as <laughs> I, I, I can't, I can't think of what what this is a reference to, but the bump, 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 you know, what, yep. whatever you know, cla- you know, kind of Americans, well, maybe not American songbook, but uh, you know, whatever kind of classic um, so- song that is, uh, you know, it's just a great you know thing to throw in. Um, it's so weird, but it, but just so much fun. Uh, I, I thought. Do you guys? Uh, did you guys see the thick rim glasses guys that I'm talking about? The kids that are just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, is this the first death metal song? <laughs> um, but I think sh- shock rock is more more apt, actually. Um, yeah, this is really deranged, um, but it is a lot of fun. Um, and I, I'm wondering, is there a killers, a serial killers theme running throughout this whole thing? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it's, it's super macabre though, but in, in a very goofy, fun way. So we've, there's definitely been a killer's corridor that the visitor you have entered, but now we are entering into witch territory and the hocus pocus is about to begin from our band focus.
So <laughs> now that the first chambers included killers and psychos, I thought it's time for the castle's witches to appear. But these Dutch prog rockers are wild. My friend Doug turned me on to them, and I was blown away by a live performance of them on NBC's Midnight Special from 1973. It starts just around like thick you know, like heavy rock, but then it go- goes into this frantic and intense yodeling part. Uh, yeah. As the singer voice get like the singer's voice gets higher and higher, his facial expressions just get wilder and wilder, and I couldn't get enough of it. Uh, Doug ended up gifting me the forty-five of the song. And while it's a bit slower than the live version that I saw first, I was still impressed. But I included the the live faster version on my video playlist on YouTube. And uh, but I also used the proper forty five mix for the CDs that I gave for you guys. But man, I I love this wild band. Like I was totally into it. Yeah, the first time I heard this was in uh, the movie Baby Driver. Uh, it's in uh, oh, okay. oh, soundtracks a scene in that movie. Uh, I think the whole song does. And Dang. yeah, as soon as that yodeling came in, I was like, uh, <laughs> what the hell's happening? But yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's good. It definitely fits the kind of classic rock uh, Halloween vibe I'm get, I'm picking up so far. I feel like, and I don't remember when, when uh, it came out, but I feel like this is kind of a spiritual sibling to Edgar Winter's Frankenstein. Um, mm. in, in all the yes, best, I thought that too, in, in all the best ways, um, you know, and also maybe a little bit of Jethro Tull. They they throw in the, the flute um, uh, there towards the end. Um, I, I you know I, I was I, I was really blown away. It's uh, you know a great um, kind of seventies artifact. I, I don't think that it that it you know you hear it and you definitely think yeah nineteen seventy three uh, uh, the great American whistle stop um, uh, <laughs> with this, but uh, but I, I I think it really. Uh, it, it really kind of you know keeps the mix going and and uh, has a very kind of you want to listen to that one in a fast car. Oh yeah, I I did I did like listening while driving. Um, th- so the this is my first. Now we talking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so this is is one of my favorite songs this year on on any mix. I think um, it's it's just what the Mad Doctor ordered, uh, and mm-hmm. I. I don't know how I never knew about this band. I I knew, Me although neither. I do like that their band name rhymes with <laughs> Focus Hocus Pocus. Uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I knew I'd heard it somewhere, and it's probably from Baby Driver. Uh, just bought that on vinyl. That soundtrack. Uh, I need to put that on. Um, hopefully, this is on it. Uh, yeah, the the nutty yodeling. Um, I I can't get enough of the guitar riff. Uh, that may be my favorite part even beyond the yodeling and pan flutes and all that. Uh, the drums are also killer. The, the fills, just the insane speed of all the drums. Love that. So, yeah, love this one. Good to hear. We're going to keep that witchy vibe going with the next song from The Smashing Pumpkins, Witch. <laughs> Which, from their album Seer from 2020, 
A long time ago, Josh asked me if there were any pumpkin songs that would be considered good for a Halloween mix. Surprisingly, mm. there weren't a lot that would fit the bill, E. Corgan. Uh, we were disappointed there wasn't like a pumpkin's Halloween song. Like, how could there not be? Well, we could make some arguments for a couple songs, I'm sure. Well, now it's here. We have a Smashing Pumpkins Halloween song. And it rules. Uh, Jimmy and James are back, and they dial it up to Sabbath levels here for all that doom and gloom. Uh, Sam Hain and All Hallows Eve are the focus. But unfortunately, Sam Hain is pronounced incorrectly. What is it? Sawin? Sawin or something like that. Yeah. Sawin. It's, it's Sam Hain. Yeah. It's Sam Hain. And it's <laughs> pronounced incorrectly. <laughs> but as Matt's mix showed us from Danzig's Sam Hain project, this is a reasonable mistake. And I also remember the real Ghostbusters episode featuring Sam Hain. And that's how <laughs> I learned it. So whatever. You can blame it on Americans being dumb, I guess. But not a big deal to me as it is to everyone else on the internet. Either way, I'm thankful for this <laughs> gem from Seer, a predominantly electronic sounding venture, you know, and this this is the only like real rock song from that uh, that double album. And it features Dang. the the video is uh wild, sexy, creepy, and features the return of Adore era Nosferatu Billy. And as an SP fan, I love this track. Give me more heavy riffs, Bill. I love this. Oh my god. Uh Logan, I have to say this was another one I or not another one. Uh this was one that I had on my list from last year. I, I was like, at some point I'll put this on a Halloween mix. Probably I didn't you think had you the, had heard it. I didn't I wasn't convinced. You and I probably had it. the exact same thought when we heard this one of like this is perfect for a halloween mix uh so i had to go in and be like all right i'll take it off this list but uh yeah i do no i i had heard this one uh because i think it was one of the singles off that album and yeah and so I'd heard yeah it. and uh i'm glad you heard I, it i enjoy I it i enjoyed the video definitely a spooky vibe uh i remember when people were bitching about sam hain sam hain uh <laughs> on the on the subreddit uh, kind of sounds like entry <laughs> sammy sam sam a sam a I'd like to point out once again, by the way, that at some point Danzig did learn the correct pronunciation because on his first solo album, he sings Samhain of your soul. So uh, I don't know what happened there. If somebody corrected him, you know, took him aside and was like, it's actually pronounced Samhain. Remember Coven from, from the Amer <laughs> Coven, <American> yeah, from American <laughs> uh, movie. Yeah. American movie. I do. Coven. Coven. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I dig which. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's a strong track. I mean... Smashing Pumpkins are, you know, have 30 plus years of 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 proven uh, proven chops. Um, the his, Billy's vocals are very Billy Corgan. And I, I wonder if that was, um, uh, you know, what what led to, you know, folks complaining about about his delivery of, of some stuff. I, I love that they do. Um, they do the white zombie riff for a second. That dun 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 this was a great track for for keeping those keeping those those spooky vibes coming. Has there ever been a comic book villain named Sam Hain? 
I don't know. Probably. I don't think I don't so. Know. Maybe. Um, well, I call. I called it. Uh, <laughs> I've seen many spellings of the word witch, but not that one. Uh, so <laughs> I give them props to this. The first, first for me. I do want to give props. Logan is also doing cool transitions um, that we're, we're not really hearing them in the in the clips, but I. There was a particularly cool transition between the previous one into Witch here, so I I did note that. Um, Thanks. I haven't heard like Smashing Pumpkins since uh, pff, Melancholy, so I was like, hmm, Billy Corgan sounds different. Yeah. <laughs> I guess when you go that long, you're gonna hear the difference in the voice because the man has aged, you know, just just like anyone does. Um, That's another episode. May, so maybe that wasn't. <laughs> Yeah, sure. <laughs> but I, it, 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 it's still him. But you know, it's, it's, it's different. What I do like about it is the fuzz guitar, especially the core, the chorus chord progression, the and yeah. all the the synth sounds, um, the heavy layered synths with the fuzz. All that is really great. That's the best part of this for me. You know, I gotta say, this is what the podcast is all about, folks. Uh, Blake forces Logan to listen to Haley Williams, and Logan forces Blake <laughs> to listen to Smashing Pumpkins. So, you know, yeah. no, this is the I kind would... of thing we got going here. No, I'm I'm really pleased yeah. with Blake's take. Like, this is I, why we do it? I, I thought he he might not like it that much, and I I can understand why. But uh, I think it's a strong like it's. When I heard this song released, my ears definitely perked up. I was like, oh, this is what I've been missing. But anyway, so yeah. I wanted to kind of keep, you know, so now we've dealt with these witches, but now we're we're going into the uh, more of the heart of the uh, castle logarithm here. So we're getting into the castle grounds and the cemetery. And so we're going to be meeting up with Brutus and Cemetery. So you need to get in the castle cemetery where you encounter Stephanie and her drums and vocals and just pounding over super heavy ethereal music. Ah, oh, I included the live performance on my video playlist just to see and hear how close it is to the actual recording. It's I'm, I'm just always blown away by singers that are drummers, too. Like, what the fuck? Isn't it hard enough to physically, exhaustingly, like, play the drums, but then be the lead singer too like it's crazy but she kills it she's just like on another level and i love her deftone shirt that she's sporting in that uh yeah. their live in ghent album is what that's from and it's amazing uh sergeant house put out uh that album they're a great label one of my favorites let me know what you think i i mean yeah we uh by the way you missed the opportunity there to say we burned through the witches Burn through uh, the witches and all the ditches, and, and we're getting ready to we're getting ready to now, dig now we're digging the ditches. ditches. Uh, this was the first one I had no familiarity with the artist at all. Like, 
I, I didn't know who this was. Uh, man, it is heavy as hell. Uh, Fuck and yeah. I, I just love the yell, the yell singing, that girl looks funny on the inside. Uh, <laughs> th- that's a very insidious line. Uh, and then when I watched the video, I was like, oh, the drummer is singing. <laughs> that, that took me by surprise. Yeah. She's like murdering these drums Killing and singing it. at the same time. So that's kind of impressive uh, for sure. Yeah, I was really blown away by this. This is probably one of my favorite tracks on the mix. I I had not heard heard this before, and uh, it, it's it's a really strong track. the The vocals are are screamed, but there's also such a catchy melody, um, you know. And mm. and yeah, that really sinister uh, sinister lyric to to go with it and you know yes singing drummers you know my goodness it's and it's one thing if you're if you're don henley and you're you know tapping along but but (laughs) but she's you know she's really going to town and and you you mentioned the deftones shirt there's definitely some uh some some deftones uh vibe uh to this but uh but i I was i I was really uh really into it yeah this is killer hell yes to this killer girl rock this is like l7 but meaner and eviler um <laughs> this is one of my favorites on the mix too uh i i don't know how i'd never heard of them but i need to get into them um, oh yeah stephanie she's she's, she's it. screaming it out she's rocking she's drumming uh, uh it. stephanie uh call me stephanie i don't know uh, i i do i i like this a lot i i like that your note it says the f word <laughs> thank I you says i didn't the hear word. your your liner note i didn't hear where it says the f word but the liner notes warn us that the song says the f word oh well i'm really glad that you guys liked it i thought this would might might be where i derail the the mix so that that really perks me up there <gasps> Um, but now that you're in the cemetery, it seems like a great place to be impaled by Vlad the Impaler. So, uh, Vlad the Impaler by Kasabian. I found the video first, which is wonderful. Uh, it features uh, Noel Fielding from the Mighty Boosh as uh-huh. Vlad the Impaler roaming the countryside, impaling everybody in his path. Very fashionably, I might add. Uh, it's wow. great. It's fun, and it definitely has a kitschy style to it. The song is 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 so enjoyable i wanted something dancey and then this really fit the bill i i love the line all my friends are as sharp as razors cut you down if you touch the fader uh it's short but sweet it's a banger and it pierced its way into my heart i feel like uh blake's dance dance party's bleeding over here uh uh, the castle, I think he's coming for your style the with the British dance rock. Yeah, that's right. It is well, and also kind of calling back to the last thing. Um, I don't know if you know this, but the the band name Kasabian, I'm pretty sure, is a reference to Linda Kasabian, who was one of the Manson family members that uh, oh, went up oh, uh, okay. at the trial and like did testified. Not, did not know. I'm, that. I'm guessing that's the reference. That's not an unco- that's not a very common name. But uh, sorry you know, if we, I'm we mispronouncing the Manson family. it. 
I don't know. I if think it's Casabians. I want to say it's Lin- Linda Casabian is her name, but if it is indeed the reference to that, yeah, the video is for this is bonkers, man. She's just walking around with a giant pole, <laughs> like stabbing people. <laughs> and I was just he, like, he's uh-huh. got got to yeah. check for soggy bottoms. You gotta you gotta put a toothpick <laughs> in your in your cake. <laughs> Yeah, because he was on that British baking show. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah. On, he's on the baking show. Uh, that's all I can think of. I, uh, so yeah, when great. I first saw the video, I'm like, is that Nolf? I like how everybody has a different <laughs> reference point for him, because for me, he's the guy from IT Crowd and that uh, clips I've seen on YouTube of that British quiz show. <laughs> you know? That's, uh, he, that's, he's Bake Off guy. Yeah. Uh, no, that definitely, you know, I, lo- I love the British dance rock, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Love the British dance rock. Yeah, I, I think th- there's a lot of uh, of uh, U- European uh, tunes on uh, on this track or this this mix. Um, th- this one I, I didn't have as many notes uh, on this one in particular, but but I do like uh, th- that dance vibe to it. I, I think it kind of you know f- follows up um, uh, the the Brutus uh, well with. Uh, uh, not as not mellower, but you know, kind of you know, t- take a little bit of the edge off for a bit. So I, I thought it worked well here. Yeah, so Vlad is another famous killer. Um, I'm theorizing that this theme is running throughout. Just running loose um, in I, the I castle. I did note the bass sound. It's We set the killers loose. Uh, there's a killer on the loose. The bass sound is killer that goes throughout it. That, that fuzzy bass, love it. Oh, love yeah. that dance beat. I just dig it. Good, I'm glad. Uh, so now that uh, you're dead because of uh, Vlad the Impaler and left to rot within the castle <laughs> confines, but then Chelsea Wolf comes along to make matters worse by vexing you. So I'm a big fan of Chelsea Wolfe and I've included her before on a Halloween mix of mine. I think the song Demons. Um, Mm. But this song is pretty great. I included the KEXP performance on my video playlist and it's just amazing. Even though the growls aren't there, but they're replaced by intense ethereal whooshing. It bangs. Uh, (laughs) She's the queen of darkness, and that's really where I want to be sitting. So uh, uh, all hail uh, goth queen. I anticipate this one being contentious. Um, You've now become undead uh, because of her, so you've been vexed. What do you think? Uh, By the way, this kind of takes the Kavinsky, the thing we talked about, the Kavinsky one from Blake's mix of the, the like sweet girl voice with the monstrous mm. male voice it just like dials it up because you've got like that <laughs> metal growl uh with her voice as well which is very uh very very sweet sounding uh i'll be honest i i couldn't get into this one very easily uh i listened to it several times and nothing grabbed me about it but uh it it it, it definitely is a good follow from uh, the kasabian one um but that that's about all i got I'm a sucker for um, a a creepy atmospheric vocal for, uh, uh, from from a, from a lady, and and that's definitely uh, present here. The the vibe that I was getting off of this, and this is very much inside Springfield baseball, but uh, 
very much a Mr. Punch vibe from from this mm. from this track. Maybe maybe oh, a heavier okay. Mr. Punch. Mr. Punch was a, was a yeah. local band. Um, you know, twenty years ago now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And um, but I I I enjoyed this tune quite a bit. Um, you know, I, I that that heavy driving you know bass w- with those atmospheric uh, vocals I, I think works really well together. Yeah, she's goth as hell, huh? Um, I am I am really here for for more girl metal. So I think that's dope. I don't I don't know if I it rocked me as much as Brutus, but I still really dug it. I was like, is that her doing the growling? Is that a dumb question? Who's growling? There? Well, that's what I'm unclear I of. I, I'm sorry that I don't have that pulled up, but uh, I'm not. I was under no, the impression at first that it was her, but then when I watched that live performance, it was just that dude, and it was just like, yeah. <sighs> You know, it wasn't really the growls okay. that I was I yeah. was hoping for. Okay. But no, she's she's amazing. Um but it you yeah, know she so seems really cool. Yeah. So now you're undead, and thanks to the soured ancient soils of the castle cemetery, you're soulless and lost. But it comes with the territory. You are now starting to venture deep within the heart of the castle, heading straight to hell itself. My love is bigger than your love We take more drugs than a touring funk band Sing it! My love is bigger than your love Sing it! My love is bigger than your love Sing it! When we gonna talk to the restaurant Sing it! McLusky, To Hell With Good Intentions. McLusky do Dallas, 2002. I've known this song for a good long while now, and thanks to my other friend Josh, who put this on a mix for me, uh, this song just bangs. It's snotty, but humorous. Perspective is endearing to me, and it gets my blood pumping. The bass sounds so good. Uh, McLusky is from Wales, by the way. Um, Upon release of this album, it was compared to be as accomplished as At The Drive-In's Relationship of Command, Pixie's Come On Pilgrim, and Nirvana's Nevermind. George Lang of News OK said it was the most hilarious album the Pixies never made. It's a great album, and this song just cuts through for me. But now um, I want to hear what you guys think. Yeah, I I knew this one ahead of time. Uh, I had heard this song before. Uh, it was the only song oh, by by this by them I had heard. It was a couple of years ago. I think I got into it, and yeah, I love this song. It just it's it's got such energy and and just yeah, real intense song, and and I dig it quite a bit. So when it kind came of an up, I I idols had to feel. Turn it up. Yeah, definitely. I was yeah, actually yeah. one of the top comments on YouTube is somebody saying this is the band Idols wants to be or wishes they <laughs> pretty much. Which I don't know if I agree. I don't know if I agree with that necessarily. I think Idols is pretty good too, but it does definitely have. You could see the influence on them. Yeah, I, I hear the Idols. Um, I I hear you know kind of heard Arctic Monkeys as as well, but kind of a, a harder edged mm. um Arctic Monkeys, and I, yeah. I kind of feel you know with some maybe New York cross pollination um, just, you know, to, to my ear, but you're totally right. That, that bass sounds 
awesome. Uh, we take more drugs than a touring funk band. <laughs> yes, it is just a great, just a great, yes. you know, fun lyric. Um, I, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to get, uh, uh, get further into this because, because um, I'm, I'm loving all of your uh, uh, horror from across the pond that, that, that's coming up on this yeah. mix. For this one, instead of uh, now we talk, and I put. Here we fucking go. Uh, <laughs> fuck yeah. That fuzzy bass sound and that beat and that snare crack. Uh, sing it. Sing yes. it. Like, what a refrain. <laughs> like, he's telling you to sing it? This song has to murder live. Oh, yeah. Like, live? He's screaming for the audience to sing it? Can you imagine? People probably like lose their lives to this. Um, <laughs> it rocks. I, I think the only other time I heard McCluskey, unfortunately, was also on a mixtape someone made for me. And I, I it rocked then. I think it was, I think it was Lightsaber Cocksucking Blues. Yeah. Um, th- think the same album. The, I love the, both of these songs have like spit on the world vocals, which it, it just rocks. This is another favorite pick here. Good deal. Um, so now you guys are really in trouble for the satanic panic trilogy has taken over <laughs> for its second part because you just endured the first with daughters, Satan and the weight. <laughs> So Daughters, Satan in the Weight from the You Won't Get What You Want album from 2018. This is the heart of the mix, the centerpiece, the boss with the most hit point damage, the baseline of a lumbering demonic beast coming to reap what has been sown. A creature of pure evil spews the lines with a soulless swagger into the void. We're in Tone Town, folks. The chorus guitars are beautiful and unsettling. The drums stomp along to the lumbering bass giant roaming the corridors. I included a live performance of them on Adult Swim, but I would highly highly suggest checking out huh. their live footage from the live in the K pit Kerrang. Uh, they put it on a uh, singer. Alexis gets up close and personal with everyone in the room, forehead bleeding would have loved to have been there. It's just crazy. One of the wildest bands and shows to witness. Someone said that they are the darker and more corrupt Queens of the stone age. This song is amazing. It's not for huh. everyone. But I'm definitely here for it. I've got five on it. Things get easier <laughs> from here. But I want to know what you guys think. Wow. So I get to follow that. Uh, I was going to say uh, <laughs> <laughs> that this this one I also had a tough time getting into. I, I think I like the atmosphere of it for sure. But, uh, you know, I'm, 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 a, I'm a melody guy. And, and it was, I had a hard time latching on to, 
to something here. Uh, but I did appreciate the atmosphere of it for sure. And uh, the adult swim performance is kind of funny because they're in front of like a green screen of a fish tank. And <laughs> I don't know what's happening <laughs> there. This this song is, is weird to play in front of a fish tank. Yeah, looks like these guys are from Rhode Island. So so not uh, not British by by birth, but perhaps uh, by <laughs> by implication, um, you know, th- this you mentioned Dark Queens of the Stone Age. This kind of sounds to me like the uh, the cure if if they uh, if they were a lot more more punk and uh, punk or grunge. Um, you know, I, I, his his voice kind of reminds me of Robert Smith. Um, I, I liked it quite a lot. The uh, the kind of clangy uh, and atonal, um, I don't yes. know, the bell synth or um, or like a harpsichord almost. You know, was was really kind of setting that that sinister mood. And and yeah, they uh, they they really bring it on, on this track. Yeah, I wanted to to point out we uh, there's been like str- each track straight one into the other like uh, no no nonsense in in between which i like i like the quick transitions we don't even get a break in between side a and side b folks it's uh, straight to the punch um and on the previous song he was he was saying and we're all going straight to hell i wonder in this are we in hell now yes here yes you are with daughters okay uh, this well is hell. It, it makes sense the the mood the mood is is hellish um, I think the reason it's difficult is is because it's over seven minutes. So that I don't that's tough. I don't have a lot of room to criticize when I stick the more than six minute <laughs> remix nine inch nails thing on mine. Um, the, I think the best part is the um, is that the high the high stringy whatever that is in the chorus. Oh yeah, I, I really like that. The arpeggiated part is just beautiful. It's the the tone. Yeah is so good we're in tone town is tone town flavor town for uh like guitar nerds no <laughs> don't take it to that level <laughs> but it's still you you want to be there wherever tone town is a good place to be however you look yeah, at it i know um yeah uh this this song was definitely the longest one and the centerpiece kind of how uh last year i did the damned a song that was kind of my centerpiece ah. and it was the longest uh so this would was the most right. challenging that i knew but uh for me it was almost the most enjoyable song i'm not saying it's my banger but it was up there um so now that you've passed the test and now begin to find your way out of this godforsaken castle but first you must be anointed by papa emeritus the <laughs> second as you stumble into this secular haze. This was my first introduction to Ghost, and I hated it. I saw the video, <laughs> which I I saw the video, and I was a hundred percent into like the way it looked and how it sounded. And but when Papa started singing, I felt that I'd been duped somehow. I the vocals weren't what I was <laughs> expecting at all. I loved the theatrics and the VHS quality vibe to it. All things are pointing to, you know, things that I would love and I love the theatrics. 
Uh, the music is great. It's top tier Halloween material. Uh, but it would not be until I encountered them years later with the song Rats from Prequel, Prequel that uh, mm. it would all click. I went back and I watched this video and I couldn't believe that I didn't like it. I was so young. Ghost seems to be a touchy subject <laughs> with folks, but I'm a huge fan of the theatrics, the music, the humor, and Papa's magical voice. Now that you, uh, you've been exposed to it, I would love to hear what you guys think. I love that the ghost tradition continues. Uh, it continues. I, I, I find another ghost song that I, I like. Uh, I I think this one uh, fits nicely after the daughter's song with that kind of organ sound. Uh, I it, You know, it's a nice transition for sure from that into the next track uh, or tracks. Um, and yeah, I do enjoy it. I, I'm guessing based on the video, this is part of that whole ghost uh 1960s ghost that the same as kiss the go well yeah is from is it that same era kind of supposed to be it's not the same papa i don't believe so um okay but that's young papa it's uh okay well there's a lore that you can dive into if you choose okay so yeah, uh, I've, I've, I've thought about it, but I yeah, love the organ, love love the vibe. Of this yes, one. I've I've provided many ghost tracks for you guys to. It's been yes. intentional, intentional. I, Every year, another I, one gets gets added. Yeah, this is you know uh, very 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 fitting to the ghost uh, oeuvre and, and, and aesthetic. Um, this one didn't hit as hard for me as other ghost tracks that. That, that we've had on on mixes you know i think i kind i think i prefer my ghost uh more in the modern you know, kind of pop metal vein than uh than uh th- this kind of more uh more circusy type of approach but um but it, i mean it definitely fits uh, or you know fit, fits in the mix and uh you know i i think especially uh paired up with what's coming coming up after this it it, it kind of is a fun little uh uh, little little diversion um, in our in our mix here. Yeah, Ghost is back, baby. Love me some Ghost, and it's not Halloween without him. I was I was almost saddened that I I didn't include Ghost this time. I uh, but love a spooky Calliope sound. Uh, love a spooky intro and spooky waltz like uh, Spirit. The Ghost song I used last year was in that kind of in that kind of three four waltzy beat. Um. So the mood is exactly right for this. It's a it's another Halloweeny ghost ghost track. And will will we ever run out of ghost tracks for Halloween? Is the only <laughs> thing I worry about. Well, I've been moving backwards in time, so you, you you got the most accessible modern ghost first, and now we're moving into the earlier days. Yeah. Uh true. So now that you've been released from Satan's hold. You continue to to the haunted chambers of Castle Logarithm. Here, the scare the pants off you, literally, is Fred Schneider. Spoons <laughs> and ghouls and horrors and hanks. One more shot and you'll be seeing the saints. I'm gonna haunt you. I'm gonna haunt you. I've got you in my notebook, watching you night and day, observing every move, recording all you say, cause I'm a specter and I'm gonna scare you, and I'm an inspector, I'll take care of you. 
so Matt and I were on a <laughs> similar wavelength. Uh, I'm going to haunt you by Fred Schneider. Yes. So first off, I think spooks and ghouls and whores and hate. Whores and hate. Uh, <laughs> I was sad to find out. The I was sad to find out that the, the misunderstood lyrics that I heard were spooks and ghouls and horrors and hates. I thought it was horrors and hate. <laughs> Which I was oh, all God. I thought it, I was all aboard for like spooks and ghouls and whores and hate. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus just horrors. Christ. But now I, I see where horrors could be misheard, yet I didn't know what a haint ghost was. Which is apparently in Gula traditions, a restless ghost that hangs around performing harmless tasks. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> nice. there was not a video for this song, but it does feature the album cover that, uh, you may just have to see to believe, uh, <laughs> but I thought it was a cheeky little song. Definitely has a B-52s kind of vibe to it. Uh, it's a fun Halloween song. Uh, you've heard it from Fred, you know? Yeah, I, I was familiar with Fred Schneider's uh, song Monster, which is like, I think, his, his <laughs> yeah. big Halloween one. Uh, and, and I was happy to find that there's another Fred Schneider Halloween song with this one. Uh, just really uh, kind of like the Daniel Johnston one on, on Blake's mix. I can see how this has the makings of just a classic Halloween kind of song. Uh, I also really love your transition you did from this one into the next one. Uh, that we'll probably talk about at yeah. that point. Yeah, I I am just I really enjoy how fearless Fred Schneider is and just he's gonna make the music that he wants to make and you know if you're gonna if you're gonna get on board then 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 good on you and otherwise, you know, uh you know, say you later. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, and, and this is, this is just another one of those, uh, another one of those great songs where, where he's, he's just doing, you know, he has a vision and he's, and he's going to execute it. Yeah. This is one of the funniest songs on any mix. I think this one really gets my goat. Uh, I, and it's extremely fun. As soon as that drum machine and the cheesy synth patch come in at the beginning, I'm like, <laughs> I'm so glad Tim and Eric could, could produce this one. Sports. <laughs> Um, but once you hear the guitar and the backup vocals, it's like, what, what is the difference between this and B-52s yeah. is what I want to know. Yeah, <laughs> is, for is sure. It, is it a different vocalist? Cause it basically B-52s, but maybe his voice is a little more subdued, but I, he's, he's still I always being feel Fred like, Schneider. I see, I feel like the B-52s have a more guitar driven sound and a lot of stuff. This, this is really guitar-y though, but yeah. it has drum machine instead of. Real drum, but, but I don't know. It's, it's I don't know. I always very... got more of a dance, like, synthy kind of vibe yeah. off of Fred Schneider's solo versus B-52s. Yeah. So. It's synth poppy. I like that a vocoder comes in late in the song. I just that, want that to haunt cool. you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just want to haunt you. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. The, I, One more shock you'll be seeing the Saints. I love this song. <laughs> it was so stupid and fun, and, like, I just loved it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now that you've uh, got the word from Fred, how about dead or alive?
man. So Dead or Alive, Something in My House. I found the video first and I just loved like how over overly dramatic it was. I, I was just over the moon with the ah, 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 yeah. I loved it. Um, I think he looks, what cracks me up the most is whenever he says, I am being haunted, he looks so disgusted when he says it. It cracks me up. I get the feeling that the wicked queen haunting him is no ghost, but nonetheless, it's a bop. And as Matt would say, I, I, I think this is a fun and dancey, catchy addition to the mix. It pairs well with Fred Schneider, I feel. I've only heard this and you spin me round and round. Uh, the guy's hair is a marvel to look at. I just love his demeanor and how inconvenienced he is at the vibe for like getting like haunted. It's hilarious. <laughs> I enjoy this song, but uh, I, 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 I would love to hear what you guys think. Well, Logan, I will tell you, this was my fucking jam. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. This, this was the one. I was, uh, uh, I'm, I'm uh, into this song. 110%. I, I saw a Dead or Alive album today at, at the record shop, and I almost got it because I was like, oh, oh my God, you have this song here. Because I, I feel like the, I heard this and I thought, I, I feel like, where has this been? This is, this is. This is this it. Is my fave. Yeah, I did have this song on it. I I love it. I oh, love I the stutter that. synth thing that you're talking about, and just it's so just catchy and and just you know it slaps as as we say. Uh, yeah. So I his love uh, it. his spandex love it. in the video are very sheer too. I might add. Listen, do I don't know. I'm just gonna tell you. I heard this one Ooh. and I started thinking things and feel. I was like, I don't, maybe <laughs> I that wicked I, queen. I, I, I understand. I, I'm having to rethink my life here, guys. I know. <laughs> dead or alive, changing dead or me. Dead or alive, man. <laughs> I don't know. It's funny. I I hadn't checked, uh, and I didn't know that that he uh, or they had also done. Uh, right round, baby, right round. But you can definitely definitely hear that, and and. This is another, you know, great song. I probably like this better than I I like that that other one. Um yeah, the 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 stuttered vocals is just such a great little, you know, a little fun bit uh bit of production to to throw in. Uh and, and yeah, he he is definitely just, you know, very much rolling his eyes at uh at the whole notion of of, <laughs> of being haunted and <laughs> and 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 just, you know, very so you know, inconvenient. Seem, very inconvenienced. <laughs> But by the the whole this situation, disgust. <laughs> this poltergeist is a real pain in my ass. Um, yeah, speaking of, speaking of that transition, do, do the thunder and lightning and wolf cry sounds do they come? They from come one with of the, the songs, songs, or did you? In no, they come with the song. This one, but okay. I thought it was a little long, so I I clipped it to the end of the other yeah, song yeah. to kind of save some time. It, um, but yeah, interesting. Uh, a, a sidebar: the Kavinsky song "Night Call." Oh, your other. Oh my God, they're connected. Wasn't your banger or y- your thing with Josh from mine was "Night Call"? Yes. That I just song, guys. I just want to be in the club. Want to be in listen, the club on ecstasy. Well, that song "Night Call" starts with wolf cries and night noises. I cut it out to make it flow quicker. Ah, so I don't know. I don't. It's interesting. Interesting. Um. So yeah. So I, I I also listen to these. Uh, I I put these on without 
looking at the the title or the artist first. And as soon as I heard the drum machine and synth come in, I was like, this has to be Dead or Alive, uh, <laughs> the, the people who made uh, Spin Me Right Round. And yeah, it's 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 very similar to that song, Yeah, but still it's very catchy, like, like that song is very catchy. So it, it works, yeah. Oh man, I'm glad that you, you guys like that one. Um, but the next one, it could be the the good doctor's worst creation baby frankie <laughs> oh god Stein. I Guys, what the fuck? I found this song on YouTube. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There wasn't a video, but there was a cartoon Japanese drawing of what looked to be a dancing Frankenstein monster <laughs> saying, hey, everybody, his hips are sticking out like crazy and his legs are as thick as a Clydesdale. Uh, but below him seems to be a dancing baby doofus with a unibrow who can only be assumed to be baby frankie stein <laughs> but if he's a baby why is his voice so low why does he sound like he's out to like woe some swamp monsters he plays it cool and smooth and slow and what that's disgusting i thought surely uh. they mean my sexy baby as in terms of endearment frankie stein but then he says i'm the baby frankie stein I'm confused on what this <laughs> abomination is trying to accomplish. Is he a pervert, a grown monster, or a baby? Why are babies setting the mood to create other babies? Disgusting. However, the song is a creeper, <laughs> and I secretly love it. I ordered the 45 thinking Hot Blood was like a Japanese disco band, but it turns out they're French, I think? Which makes me want to track down the oh, okay. Japanese-looking cover that was on that video. But as soon as I ordered it from, like, overseas, thinking it was, like, so niche and that I'd never find it, I walked in to stick it in your ear and just saw it sitting in the funk section, front row. And I was shocked. <laughs> I'm like, oh is this what? I just, oh, it was amazing. Uh, there's a couple different mixes of it, but this is the one that I included. What do you guys think? Uh, so in the same way that when I heard the, the Luna's song on Blake's mix and thought, you know, this is a song tailor made for Matt, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> this one, I'm like, this is a Logan song. Like this is a hundred percent a Logan song in the same way. Frankenstein is create, you know, the monster is created by Dr. Frankenstein to, to be his cre Like this is, if anyone could create a song for Logan, it would be this one. Uh, <laughs> What Just a dumb whatever, song. whatever. There's the little vocalizations doing the yeah, uh huh. Like Ooh. I can picture you doing that, Logan. <laughs> like if you wrote a song, like I can imagine you doing the little vocal noises. So yeah, I I just had right down what is happening on this song. Uh, yeah, no idea. Not much. on Spotify. Gotta gotta get it on YouTube if you want to find it. It's it's bonkers. 
Bubba baby, uh, <laughs> Bubba baby. Uh, everybody that told you the disco sucks was wrong. This song rules. Um, you know, oh. it's just like it's just so silly and fun. You know, and I, I feel like you know, e- even if it was kind of an oversaturation of. Uh, the what was the the Beethoven disco song and there was the Star Wars disco song and it, you know it, yeah. it kind of became you know a, a, a shtick or or a gimmick but it still can be fun fun music and I think this is stronger than than either of of those other two two songs that I I mentioned I I had a lot of fun with this one yeah and don't forget Disco Duck it's straight out of the novelty disco song craze of seventy nine or eighty or whenever that was uh. This one is batshit. I didn't know. I couldn't make heads or tails of it. It was totally a what's going on. Uh, This came out of nowhere for me. Uh, It it goes on for a while. Uh, I want to know, like, did did people at one point dance to this in a club? It goes on longer. That's that's, really? That's the edit, I I believe. Oh, God. Yeah, that... Well, I mean, I guess it's a dance mix. You know, it's like a 12-inch or whatever. So it's a 12-inch dance yeah, disco mix. Um, no, it, it it it's nuts. But there is there are some guitar and bass and drum bits that sound a little like Daft Punk <laughs> when it gets a little funky there. It's just weird. So we are at the Stranglers, the Raven. So the Stranglers, The Raven from 1979, the album The Raven. Uh, so I have a couple uh, Stranglers albums. I have Radis Norvegicus from 1977, Black and White from 1978, and Oral Sculpture from 84. But I really dig this track, and I like the fan-made video that accompanies it that I put on my playlist. They have like a 60s garage rock kind of feel mixed with like a punk noir. The synths add a whole like another layer to it. It's a fun song that makes, uh, makes me imagine I'm a raven flying free over the castle grounds while you, you know, roam around. So what do you guys think? So I was, this was our crossover and I actually wonder, I don't remember where I put my song from this exact same album, but wasn't it around this place on my mix as yeah. well? We were, God, we were this was close. the same album? Yeah, the same album as Men in Black from my oh mix my is, is it this one. track 16 of 19 on yours. Hey, uh, track 16 on this crazy. one too. And I'm uh, crazy. Which has happened so. before with Logan and I, although before we, we've put the exact same one. This one is... A little bit different. Um, yeah, I don't know yeah. what to think about the Stranglers because I've never heard them before uh, this yeah. year. I I found them because of the Men in Black song, and then you put it on, you put this on here. But I'm very intrigued by them and, and interest interested to yeah. hear more. Um, it is funny. The beginning of this to me sounds almost like video game music. Like it, it, that very beginning when it's driving the driving beat, it's got the like kind of synth going. Like it sounds like it would be from like a video game to me. Uh, mm. The the melody and everything. I can of see it. that. Um, that like do 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 do. Like yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I like this one. I like this one better than Men in Black for sure. Uh, it just didn't fit. You know, 
Men in Black yeah, obviously didn't fit, fit with my thematically. Five, but but yeah, man, I, I, I do dig this one. I need to check out more of the Stranglers. Really quick, they have the song on Radis Norvegicus that starts off as like, one day I'm going to smack your face. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> and I love it. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, th- this was this was a fun track. Uh, th- those synth tones are 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 so fun. I uh, I feel like this is the purest mood um, on on this one. Um, you know, I could almost kind of hear it with um, with oxygen or, or or something like that. But maybe with you know uh, uh, a more rock sensibility. Um, uh, I had listened to uh, to some of this this album, you know, uh, after uh, after the previous show, and and um, you know, I think this is the this is the standout track uh, from from that album. It's it's a, a strong one, and and you know, definitely uh, you know has that Halloween feel. Yeah, first I was like, oh no, the Men in Black guys, because that song did not <laughs> go over great with me, um, but it's crazy to hear that this is the same album it sounds like they're on a totally different planet from that song sounds like a different band entirely um this is more a band i like because it's really new wavy uh with the the synths i love the synths Mm -hmm. almost like the cars and i love the cars but but punkier post-punky faster than the cars um and yeah I, i like i i hope the stranglers sound like this more than they sound like men in black I love that it fades out on kind of a synth bliss insanity kind of thing. All right. So I'm glad you guys are sticking with me here. We're we're at kind of at the light at the end of the tunnel here, but you aren't out of the woods yet. You still have a future to fear. So St. Vincent, Fear the Future from Mass Seduction. I think uh, Fear the Future is a legitimate thing. I just love this track. I I included a live version on the video playlist from Austin City Limits 2018, and it's incredible. I highly recommend that you watch it. Cool light show. It's worth a watch. She's an innovator, and I just love her guitar playing. Uh, while the future is 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 looking a bit brighter here, I'd love to hear your takes on it. You know, there are some artists that I feel like just exude a certain Halloweenness to them. Uh, some more than <laughs> others, like Nick Cave is obviously one that you know his whole thing is almost just entirely Halloween. But uh, Saint Vincent's one that like I feel like is is on that side of the line. Maybe not you know nearly as far as Nick Cave, but she's just someone I could see put a whole album on you know by her. And it fits the sort of Halloween fall, uh, kind of like you guys are saying with M83, actually. Uh, she feels yeah. like fall and, and Halloween to me. So I, I was glad to see this inclusion um, on, on your, your mix for sure. I've heard a few St. Vincent tracks. This is a, a much more dense arrangement than, than I have heard from some of her other stuff. I, uh, I'm kind of more familiar, you know, uh, kind of, First got exposed uh, checking out her cover of I Dig a Pony, um, which is kind of a very sparse, um, uh, just, 
kind of just her her and the electric guitar but um i i think this is a really uh a really strong track um I love kind of we're back to that that more frantic uh, uh, synth beat and um, you know she, she, uh, her vocals really kind of soar over the top of of that 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 dense instrumentation uh, uh, very well. Yeah, I I, I totally agree with um, with Saint Vincent being a, a Halloweeny mood, and I w- I was shocked that this is maybe the first saint vincent on any any of our mixes is, is this the first time i put i put her on it? last year covering yeah. that toadies song oh okay yeah. somehow i totally spaced out on that but um so it's very it's timely i can really relate with fearing yes. the future of course yes. um so that's very appropriate here um she she always sounds cool um obviously obviously she looks extremely cool with her with her guitar playing and her guitar and her outfit and the that that they match, <laughs> and um, it, it I've never heard this one. Um, I think it's from the second most recent album. Yeah, um, Jess has it on vinyl. I, I'm, I'm dumb and I hadn't hadn't gotten around to it yet. But yeah, I I, I think it's really good. Yeah, I highly recommend that album. Uh, so uh, while the future is looking uh, maybe a little bit brighter, we still have the issue of little green men running around anally probing everyone so uh <laughs> oh god cover your buttholes <laughs> it's classics oh, nouveau with nasty little green men Nasty Little Green Men. Uh, the first time I heard this was on a mixtape my Uncle Bob made from my family. Uh, mm-hmm. I rediscovered it when going over the tape uh, that I found, and it, it's crazy. I, I coincidentally and unknowingly bought the Classics Nouveau album for super cheap at Stick It just because of the album cover. I like, these guys look ridiculous. <laughs> Let's see what this is about. <laughs> Just imagine my surprise when I realized that the song was on there. It was instantly just like a contender for my mix. I was like, I have to put it on here. Uh, plus, aliens are always fun for the mix, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, this is one that if I would have heard this slogan, I would have put it on mine for sure. I, I just, I, I am, I'm actually kind of annoyed that it missed me somehow. I, I did all this like research, this time spent trying to find every song I possibly could about aliens and UFOs and then totally missed this one. And I think it's because I never thought to search the term little green men. <laughs> like I was like thinking like aliens, uh, you know, whatever, gray aliens, grays, like all these different things. And never once thought little green men but it's it's just it's rare to find an 80s pop song that's a halloween uh oriented one that hasn't been played yeah. and mined to death and and you've managed to do that twice on here now uh, with this and the better <laughs> alive one so that's that's kudos to you for sure oh well thanks it's it's underrated for sure yeah this was this was a fun little little find um you know very 
very new wave. You know, it's you got to break out the skinny ties uh, for for this one, <laughs> but uh, but it's fun. You know, uh, like you see on Star Trek. It, I, I love. <laughs> yeah. I knew you'd like that one. Matt. I, 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 I knew yeah. it was going to connect yeah. with you. <laughs> well, and 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 just kind of the whole vibe of it's just it's just fun and and silly. Uh, and, and I think that, you know, you always want to, sp- uh, sprinkle a, a little bit of, uh, of that, uh, into a, into an otherwise, you know, kind of scary mix. Uh, it, it's always good to kind of just, uh, ha- have some fun with, with the little green men, uh, like you see on Star Trek. Hey oh, Matt, yeah. r- real quick. If, if any alien species from Star Trek, uh, showed up in your room in the middle of the night, like you just woke up and they're standing there, which, which one do you think would be the scariest to find just, just there? Oh, I don't know. Um, uh, Borg? Yeah, the Borg. Yeah, b- b- the Borg are pretty scary, <laughs> okay. I, I suppose. Just, just wonder it, okay. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I can't believe I'd never heard of Classics Nouveau, uh, but uh, I get Oingo Boingo vibes maybe yeah. a bit. There's, yeah. There's some crossover okay, there for sure. Yeah. I am looking at them now, and yes, like like Logan said, they do look very wild. Um, the, the bald guy almost kind of yes. looks like a gray, maybe. <laughs> Um, it's a really strange, but really catchy song, uh, that the, the, will they be, uh, that, that chorus hook gets stuck in your head. I like that they go on and on with, with, the like on the TV or, a uh, like close encounter. I, I can't remember. Yeah. They no, say you're right. About close encounters. Yeah. <laughs> they just name, name drop a bunch of alien stuff and it's cool. Weird. I, I don't know how I, I never heard of this. Yeah, it was a godsend to find that old tape that my my mom was like, "Can you put this on CD for us?" And I was like, "Okay." Mm-hmm. And I went through yeah. it and I was like, "Oh, wow, this is a gem and it has to go on my <laughs> Halloween mix." So, we can all relax our sphincters now and we can let <laughs> J- Jan Terry slide on in with uh Get no. Down Goblin. Get down Goblin. Get down Goblin. Get down Goblin. Oh, so uh, I told Josh I was going to backload my album so he didn't get bored. And uh, Jan Terry, known for such hits as Losing You and Journey to Mars, brings down the house with Get Down Goblin. Uh, this season's must. Uh, the video is a hoot, and I, I think it definitely deserves a viewing or three. Uh, Jan Terry is a national treasure, and I welcome her to the lab. What do you guys think? Oh, I got some thoughts here. Uh, as I told you ahead of time, this is the first skip it, don't sleep on it, and banger all in one. Okay. Um, I also yeah, thought yeah. Shags go dance pop, but then I realized something about it. Like she has way more artistic like ability than the Shags. Yeah, like she, she knows how to play an instrument, or at least like write music um and i don't know if how to describe this correctly but it sounds (laughs) to me like a christmas song but like about halloween i don't know if that makes sense but like it gives me the vibes that christmas songs do 
but like oh it's God. clearly not a Christmas song. I don't know. Uh, why are the Adams family there at one point when she's uh, naming monsters? And the, the monsters. monsters. She's like the Asmia, like, what? Why are they there? Uh, and then lastly, my favorite part of the video, you're listening to this song, which sounds like it's kind of recorded, uh, you know, cheaply at home. The video's in black and white, uh, kind of shot like real... I don't know, am- amateurly. And at the very end, it comes up and it says copyright 1994. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> is this is yeah. from 1994. Like, I, you're yep. sure it's from the 80s. Like, it just the way it looks and the fashion and everything. And then 1994, I'm like, holy shit. This is a post Nevermind uh, song, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, just blows me away. But uh, yeah, it gets stuck in your head, too. Get down, Goblin. It's funny that you that you mentioned uh, the Christmas song and Halloween because what this reminded me of was uh, the waitress's Christmas wrapping. Yes, that's uh, maybe what it yeah, is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, to the extent that I had to, I had to go back and check. It's like, wait, did is this the same the same person? But uh, but yeah, <laughs> there, there's that, and, and also I I kind of get uh, I forget which song it is, but. Um, the Blondie song where, where she's kind of doing a, a rap thing. Rapture. Okay. Yeah. Rapture. Um, I, I, I kind of get that, that same, that same vibe. Um, I love the kid vocals. It's just like, it's not intentionally earnest, but you, you, you gotta, you know, you just have a lot of respect and, and admiration for somebody for having the, 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 the self-confidence to, uh, you know, to, to, to make, to, to make this and, and pursue this as, as their art. Yeah. This is wild stuff. Uh, regard, uh, regarding the 1994, when I heard this and then I watched the video, you could have told me that this was made in any year between 1979 and today. <laughs> and I would have believed you. Um, it's outside of any real linear time. I, I said, it's kind of like if, Tim and Eric produced the shags. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. But but what Josh said is fair. She knows how to make a banger actually and the shags yeah. did not. Like <laughs> she actually does. The the like four track tape quality is so strange. It's so lo-fi. Um she her voice does have a quality of a is, is she a lost Wigan sister? <laughs> yeah. There is I don't know if it's a similar accent. Um that yeah, the video it she she might be pretending to play guitar. I don't know if she actually plays. Um, it just looks weird. It's it's deranged stuff. Uh, why'd you call it a special treat, by the way, <laughs> on the liner notes, or is that her thing? Um, I think it was included in 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 one of her things. In the original, yeah. Okay, it's like I a gotcha. special treat. Well, but uh, I think it's a. It was a special. It is treat a treat, for me. and I th- yeah. I think it kind of. I was thinking of outsider art and kind of thinking of the shags and, yeah. I, and I love, yeah. there's one video of uh, losing you where she's like walking down the sidewalk and it's like, she looks off screen and waves like, like she's waving to her fans. And uh, I just love <laughs> that. It cracks me up so much. Like, it's just like, Oh, here's Jan Terry waving to all her fans out the street. And she's wearing like knee high <laughs> leather boots and a leather jacket <laughs> rolls oh up on God. a motorcycle. It's like, she's just like Whoa. larger than life. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
She's she's something. I'd never heard of her. I have no uh, I have no idea where she came uh, from. She's also made some special appearances for some uh high level rock stars at one point too yeah. that uh yeah, are interesting in itself. But uh I yeah, I thought that was a great is it penultimate? Is that the uh mm-hmm. correct yeah. term for what yeah. we're about to experience with Deadsy Paint It Black? The indoctrination of Deadsy begins. Commencement. Uh, <laughs> Deadsy, paint it black. Cover the Rolling Stones. So you've made it through this far in the castle tour with your life and your soul restored. But as you leave, everything fades to black and disappears because the credits start to roll and you realize that the tour is over and Deadsy, USA's most underrated rock and roll band, serenades you with the Rolling Stones paint it black. Rest in peace, Charlie Watts. You've saved Castle Logarithm until next time. And count your blessings. By the way, the cover rules and Deadsy rules, so there. Thanks for listening to my mix, guys. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I don't think I enjoyed this particular song as much as I enjoyed Cruella from last year's. Uh, that Deadsy song, Good. Cruella, that was a revelation really... to me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I, I did enjoy their cover of Paint It Black for sure. Uh, if, if anyone asked me to explain what Logan, who, who, who Logan is, I think I would say, well, his mix ends with Jan Terry and then Deadsy. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah. And there the you go. Two. That's, that's oh, that the one too. Right. He contains multitudes. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I love the, the overarching theme and the whole idea of you're going through rooms in a castle. I really would love to see, uh, you know, someone do a, a painting of all the different artists here uh, gather together in the castle because I'd love to see, you know, Papa <laughs> next to Fred Schneider, next to the guy. Oh, yeah. Live. <laughs> oh, my God. Jan someone Terry, party make a T-shirt you know, like, for All me. with their I arms around each other, you know. <laughs> Jan Terry, Papa to high, anoint Jan high Terry. five in you know, the oh, dead or alive man. guy. You know, God, you just uh, gave me a thing that I, oh, I need that so bad. That's so then, good. Know, Brian yeah, Ferry Pepper style. Yeah. Like yeah, Sergeant, yeah. All, some, all some out standing it. around the castle, you know? Uh, yeah. So, so great, great job. Uh, yeah. I, I think this was, this was a good cover. Um, go into the to the halftime on the on the chorus yes uh you know was an interesting choice um i may just need to listen to a little bit more because it kind of took me out of uh, out of the track a little bit but uh but i got right uh you know right back in when um when they came back into to that that jauntier part and and i think it's a it's a great uh great end to the mix um this track has been used to end movies and uh you know and and so forth or not not this this song has been, and, and I think this is, is a great update for it. I, Josh, I think you're totally right. You know, you, you get the full Logan spectrum, uh, from, <laughs> you know, from, from Jan Terry, t- uh, to, to Deadsy and, and, uh, I, uh, it, it, uh, rounds out a, a great mix. Yeah. I, I feel like 
I might I might enjoy this one more than the Cruella just because it's um, more brief, faster, and harder. And I, I I too like the the decision to change it up to halftime for the for the chorus i i like that yeah. decision i i should say uh so it, it makes it a bit different it's got the sitar in there and everything so there's a lot of similarities with the the original but uh you know definitely gothier um it's a it's a very fine halloweeny vibe to go out on and doesn't overstay its welcomes um as far as the whole mix the mix does in fact live up to its title i believe um it is indeed pure bangers and bops uh, no skip it's there's nothing boring here um i i like that you seem to go for more seasonal mood all around and that's kind of the same way i approached it these are all october-y songs for me so they fit even without doing a really strict theme although the, mm. the crossover with some of our other themes was was very fun totally well great well i'm i'm glad you guys enjoyed it do we have bangers yeah yeah, yeah. let's do bangers all right, I think everybody could probably guess it, but I am going to have to say my banger is a Dead or Alive, Something in My Oh, house. okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to do Jan Terry. I, you know, I, I thought about that, but if I'm being genuine here and the song that I think really alive. Is, is the banger is Dead or Alive, man. That, wow, that that's surprises me. That surprises me, Yeah, too. but uh, I, guys, I'm cool next, with it, Next too. time you see me, my hair is going to be different. Dude, <laughs> that, the guy's that hair is, is amazing. <laughs> I'm going to have an eye patch. Those sheer <laughs> leggings. Oh, my God. Leather, leather yeah. boots. Yeah. Uh, Matt, what's yeah. your banger? My banger has to be... Uh, it, it's really tough to pick between uh, Brutus, Cemetery, and, and uh, McCluskey uh, to hell with good intentions. They're both so good. Um, I, I think I have to go with Brutus uh, for for the strength of the vocals, but um, but but it, it's it's one and one a for for me on on those two. Yeah, I think I think I favor side a. Um, I said b- both hocus pocus and to hell with good intentions, and then Brutus is a is a close runner up. I'm I'm gonna gonna go watch some Brutus videos. I think. Wow, I'm totally surprised by those reactions, and I'm totally pumped about them too. So. Way to go. Um, I had trouble with a banger because to me, they're all bangers or bops. <laughs> so I really like the Thin Lizzy track. I, I just love it. Yeah. It just it just kicks so much ass, but it, it, it was up there with like pumpkins and, you know, I don't know, hot blood. <laughs> hot blood. Baby hot Frankie blood. Stein. Yeah. yeah cool, All right, cool. Folks. Well, I think that wraps it up. Thanks for sorry for going long on that. I appreciate you guys yeah. hanging tight with that. The well, we both the did. next uh, next time you hear from us will be a pregame episode, and we'll be talking about what our next discography pick will be. Um, yeah, it's yeah. going to be a uh, top of the mom and pops. So uh, songs that our our parents that have like passed down to us. So. Nice. Think about that. Ooh. Think about the songs that your parents this, passed down this to you. This will be interesting. Nice. Okay. All right. Well, have a good Halloween, everybody. Thanks. Happy Halloween. Thanks for listening. Stay spooky.